Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me is actually, no, we not that I'm so used to saying this shit. That I forgot that we actually kind of did a little bit different. All right. So Edward is not here. He's got some, some family issues going on. So I'm letting him take the day off because he, he needs some much needed rest plus with his job and all that. So, you know, sometimes you guys let you guys take a break. But you know what? Don't worry, guys. We have the ultimate sub to come in, the super sub, if you will. Uh, he's already been on this show. Like, our this is the third time now that we've got Kelsey in here. Okay, just spoiler alert. It's Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey, spoiler. From High Low. <laughs> Kelsey from High Low Sports. Obviously, you know, whenever he gets a chance to talk soccer, he's going to jump on it. Actually, at this point with Belly Up, he's on everybody's <laughs> uh, podcast. Yeah, you, you name it, I'm making an appearance if, if you give me an opportunity. Yeah, I think Kelsey's just like officially the cameo king of Belly Up. Well, so, all right, here's the thing. You're the football king at this point in time. Like, not just not just soccer football. No, no, football, football king at this point in time because you're leading the, the fourth and four betting. So I'll just become, like, the cameo king. That'll just be my thing. I'll, I'll be okay with that. Hey, man, you know, everybody's got to have a thing. So so there there is that. Yeah, so, yeah, the soccer guy is – not only is the soccer guy leading the, the pick on which, honestly, I've been kind of – I haven't been in the best form. I mean, I'm still above 500, but it's it's kind of funny how it kind of started dwindling down. But I'm like still, still Gucci at the yeah, end of it. You're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, because um, uh, we killed pretty much everybody. So, and then our fantasy football league that with Belly up, I, I, I only got one loss. <laughs> yeah, I, I know because you beat me because I came up against you in the worst week possible with all the injuries and people just not playing well. I, I gotta say, props to to Jonathan Taylor. And uh, and Debo Samuel because they've been carrying me, and also Patrick Mahomes. Even though he's been having a terrible season, he's actually giving me a pretty good uh, stats. Anyways, but that, you know that's all that all this stuff. Um, obviously, this, you know this episode drops on Friday, so congratulations to whoever won the World Series. You know, obviously, you guys worked very hard throughout the season. You dealt with your your struggles, your battles. I don't know who won. Obviously, not to. Let's we'll go ahead and assume it's the Braves. Um, like the way the, I, I'd rather not assume going. that. <laughs> the way this series is going, it's, it's if it's by Friday, then it'll be the Braves. Um, if it's if it goes until Saturday, well, then the Astros won. But like, I don't uh, think Atlanta uh, could handle another game, three game six one. Is, game six is Tuesday, and game game seven would be Wednesday. Would be. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I don't think Atlanta could handle another three one loss at this point in time. Like yeah. up three one, and then they lose a series. Like I don't think they can handle that anymore. So uh, let's just, for the sake of a whole entire city and a and a soccer franchise, let's let's maybe not have Atlanta explode yet. Like, so let them win a World Series at least. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, Houston's not the not the favorite city right now when it comes to baseball. And you know, you know what, the Texans is a fair trade. I think it's a fair trade that the Texans are a thing. 
or not once a thing. Get, once they get rid of once they get rid of the shot, it'll be fair. <laughs> I mean, he's bar- he's basically not there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, he's he's probably in a massage parlor right now. So I mean, like <laughs> again, probably not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm at this point done with the shot. I need to do something with that jersey. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with. Well, I, can't I have the perfect it. idea. You can burn it. That's ninety dollars, man. <laughs> and you can give it away to the highest bidder and donate that money to somebody to a charity. My my bank account. That's what I'm going to be donating it to. <laughs> that works too. I was just trying to do something good with it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. So we do have quite the show. Obviously, Kels is going to be here. He's going to bring the heat. Not only is he the cameo king, but he's Doctor Heat. I mean, that's just that's Ooh, just that's a good. Oh, I need that catchphrase. I need that. I need that on a on a plaque or something. <laughs> Maybe that's gonna be the new merch I drop is Doctor Heat. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do. You bring the fire into these conversations. I like it. But yeah, Ooh, man. Right. So we got headlines. We I actually got to preview the NWSL playoffs. It is coming up this weekend. So we brought in Mackenzie from Woso Digital Media over here. Um, obviously, great to bring her in on a positive note, not like last time, but. Uh, great yeah. to great to have her in her give give us the insight that we needed because last thing you need is having me Edward or Kelsey talk NWSL. I mean, we follow NWSL, but hey, uh, you know, I I can I can at least talk about it. I, honestly, at this point in time, like I'm I'm not as in depth as she would be. That that's for sure. Yeah, she gives, sure. she gives you all the good details. I love every time she comes on your guys' show. By the way, yeah, she's she's great. So she props to Mackenzie. Shout out to also Digital Media. They're doing so much cool stuff. Um, obviously have our game recaps, players of the week. Uh, there's some games coming up, man. It's the last day of the NW, uh, NWSL. The last day of the MLS is decision day. The Houston Dynamo have been eliminated a long time ago, but there is some good, uh, good soccer action going on because it is decision day. That means it's the last chance for anyone to make a playoff spot. So there's going to be drama there. And then we're going to wrap things up with a three up, three down. And this topic is TV and slash movie remakes. So that's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, it's hard to find the good ones. So I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, they're all bad at some point in time. Yeah, it, uh, it's all unnecessary. But yeah, the ones that you didn't realize are remakes or remakes, and then they're probably the good one. Yeah, that's how it usually works. But we're gonna go ahead and take a break. Um, you're gonna hear guys a lovely ad, and then we'll get going with headlines. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at Fanatics.com. What's Fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we are back. Uh, if you guys check on our link on our bios on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC, you'll see a link. It'll take you directly to our link tree. You can see all the the our great partners, Fanatics, Swift Lifestyles, uh, Audible. You know, go ahead and check those links. Go ahead and take full advantage of it. Obviously, you're going to help us out financially because life's a struggle. And um, also, you're going to how you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, Spreaker. And also Belly Up Sports, un- the Unhinged Radio, and our and our and and the Insert Name FC uh, merchandise store. So you can go get yourself a an Insert Name FC hoodie, get all swagged out. Obviously, if you guys 
take some pictures of yourself wearing that shit. We'll go ahead and retweet, retweet and share it on to, you know, to see yeah, everybody else is missing out on the swag. So thanks to Bonfire as well for hooking us up with that awesome clothing line. Um, yeah. But yeah. Super comfy clothes, by the way. Uh, Very I'm wearing, actually wearing one of our sweaters. Very comfortable. Yeah. All right, man. Let's get going with these headlines, man. And to start things off, I'm happy to hear it. I, I think everybody knows how I feel about Eden Hazard. And you know what? Ancelotti basically being him see eye to eye. He essentially told Hazard that, well, he can leave. Um, mm-hmm. Hazard has been showing his frustration that he hasn't been playing. He's barely been coming out. Uh, it was starting initially in the season. Got hurt. Go figure. Um, and then, obviously, Vinicius is finally looking like Vinicius was supposed to be uh, two years ago when they brought him in. Um, he's finally looking like how he's going to be. And honestly, when you have a man in form, it's hard not to keep him out there, especially so young. And, you know, that's kind of also what's kept Hazard on the bench as well. Um, but Ancelotti, he he said it like he's going to keep Vinicius out there. I mean, he's young. As long as he's not tired, he's going to be out on the field. That is the Ancelotti guarantee. Um, but I don't think Hazard was ever necessarily a part of his plans. And let, let's be, I mean, Let's face it, he made it very clear as when you see the lineups every single week, when you choose the young Vinicius over the the the, the high price tag that they paid for Hazard. That's a nice way to put it. High price tag. Oft injured, very unique individual. Unless he plays for Chelsea, it seems like you don't get the best of him. Yeah, and I mean, if, if you're Chelsea right now, there's been rumors going around that possibly Hazard making his return to Chelsea I don't know where he's going to play in Chelsea. At this point, Chelsea's just... They're stacked everywhere. They're they're basically doing what Liverpool did not that long ago when they went and said, just, all right, fuck it, let's go get Jota. So, so I don't know if that's the same move at this point. I don't know. Hazard is definitely not Jota right now. But but uh, how do you feel with, with Ancelotti essentially letting it be clear that, you know what, I'm sticking with the hot hand. I don't care how much uh, we pay for this guy. I'm just going to stick with who's in form. Yes. Give me more coaches that do this. More managers that do this in in all sports, not just not just be in this situation. Like I ride the hot hand, do it until in, until they fall off. I mean, really, it's it is the only way you really get success and you get competition in your in your squad is if you do ride the the hot hand. I love I love this every single time I see a manager that's like, hey, this dude's giving me giving me results. You're not. You're gonna sit there until you can prove that you can give me results, and that's gonna take you competing on the on the training pitch. I mean, like, I, it's that simple. I like give me all of that because it makes it just not just like the player that's that's in, in form is going to be better, but the entire team's going to be better because they see, well, this multi million dollar man sitting on the bench not playing because Vinicius Junior, who is not that much, not not getting paid that much yet, but probably honestly could be very soon, uh, is is out here just outperforming him. I mean, like, it makes everybody better. And especially in a squad where you have like, well, there's some questionable playing styles on that squad to say the least. You need all the all the talent you can get. You need to ring out all the talent you get, you can out of that team. So yeah, I yeah, it. it's 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 hard not to pick Vinicius. I think there's no no one that can make an argument for Vinicius to take Vinicius out aside from we need Vinicius to rest. But I mean, and even then, Hazard. I haven't really seen Hazard much on the wing. I've seen him kind of move into that center midfield. Not necessarily. I mean. Real Madrid doesn't play with a cam. They they play normally with like two eights, and and obviously a six. But I've you know 
But you know, obviously with with Isco, you see him kind of playing in that middle spot as well. Um, I've, I've seen more and more Hazard playing there, and I think it's just because of the fact that maybe he just doesn't have the the fitness to be playing on the wings anymore. Um, but it's going to be interesting what happens with Hazard. Maybe maybe Newcastle goes after him. I mean, they're they're possibly going to be making some big moves. Um, I know Dembele is a name. I think they're going after Cruz as well, which honestly kind of does make sense because that midfield that Real Madrid has right now, there's there's a lot of players. Uh, Cruz could be an odd man out at some point, um, especially with the way Valverde has been playing. So, I mean, it's it's not outside the realm of possibility for me. But, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's just clear that maybe Hazard's time at, at Real Madrid has come up, even though it's been a very short amount of time that he's gotten with, with Real Madrid. But, you know, that's where he is now. Yeah, I mean, look, it, 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 the time comes quicker for some and, and slower for others. Um, you know, I just like not everybody can be Ronaldo. Not everybody can extend a career well beyond what you'd expect uh, one guy to do. I mean, like, let's be honest, it, he leaves whenever he wants to. It's not like he's being he's been forced out anywhere. Whereas, I mean, normal players, they actually have to get forced out. You think about it, especially Real Madrid. I mean, let's be honest, they, they are the king of forcing out players. Uh, whether it's long-term representative or or not, I mean they they don't care if you don't perform, they don't care. Like, bye, there's the door, um, and it's it's one of the with the exception of Gareth Bell. For some reason, he's the he's the he's the the long-standing member that's like he should have been shown the door like three times over now and still there. So eh. yeah, the injury doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think but. I think Gareth Bell likes the the golf courses a little bit too much over in Madrid. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, yeah, him and uh, Breck Shea both uh, talk about two two footballers who uh, who love to, to to golf instead of play the sport they get paid for. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, man. But we're going to stick with La Liga. Um, obviously, this would have been the time where Edward would have been jumping backflips uh, over because he's been he's been anti Ronald Coleman for the longest. But it's official. Ronald Coleman is officially no longer the guy in charge. Of Barcelona, um, I mean, it was the, it was inevitable. Barcelona has not looked good. Financial debt aside, it's just the team that they have right now. There's some talent there, but let's face it, there's there's some there's some head scratchers in there in the mix as well. Even with the young promises of Pedri and Ansu Fati, and and even Dembele looking like he he's going to be that guy for for them up top. But obviously, you know, they loaned out Griezmann back to Atletico Madrid, Messi. The, the the rumors apparently that they were asking him if he would play for free, which I don't know. Sorry, what? <laughs> you, you didn't like hear that, that should never. Ha- you should never ask Messi for that. Like that is the dumbest thing you could have ever asked him. I mean, the man was willing to cut off half his paycheck, but I'm sure that you know his 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 Adidas money was going to be fine. But- yeah, yeah. Like that's just it. Like yeah, he cut him. If he wants to cut off half, that's fine. But to, for for free, like get out of here. <laughs> I, the only thing I do for free is wake up and feed my dog because I put that onus on myself. Those are the only things I do for free in the world. Like, yeah, no, that's actually not true. I do a whole lot more for free, but that's that's all I want to do for free. This ain't an internship. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. But like, yeah, goat gets interned. What? Yeah, it's crazy. But you know, a lot of people thought that after the loss that they had in El Clasico, that it would be clear that Ronald Coleman should be gone. But no, it wasn't the loss to, to Real Madrid. It was actually losing to Rayo Vallecano. So, you know, whatever, you could give thanks to, to Falcao because he was the one that officially ended 
Ronald Koeman and his time in Barcelona. So for the meantime, Barcelona B manager Sergi Barjuan will be taking over as interim manager. But the big plan, and it's been a plan that we've heard for a long time now, especially how, how he's doing right now over in, I believe, in Qatar. And that is Xavi finally is going to be, is, the, is set to be the next manager for Barcelona. And this gives me nightmares, Kelsey. Like, pure nightmares. You should have nightmares. I, 100% you should have nightmares. I've seen this story before. Last time, the last time Barcelona fired a Dutch manager, they brought in freaking Pep. <laughs> not just not just Pep, but a, a former player who excelled at the Tiki Taka the first time around he was there and who wanted to get back to the origins of Barcelona Tiki Taka. Oh, you want to know what Xavi's going to do? Oh boy, Tiki Taka will be back and in full force. I've, I've watched highlights of, of the team that he's managing right now. And they look like Barcelona. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I don't. <laughs> oh, it's stunning, man. Like, you want to know how quickly any single one of uh, uh, the the La Liga teams are going to be scared if Xavi gets announced? It's going to be about like, well, um, we're firing our managers now, so we have an excuse to lose to, to Barcelona every single week. Like, you better believe there's going to be a reshuffle if Xavi comes to Barcelona. There will be a massive reshuffling in La Liga of like. We don't have a good enough manager to beat that, so we'll figure I, something. I out. would also, I would add, not only to not only La Liga but Champions League teams. Yeah. But oh man. Also, they have to qualify for Champions League. But I mean, it's Barcelona. I feel like they'll still find a way to get into at least the Champions League. Um, but yeah, no, it, this this changes everything. You're talking about bringing back Tiki Taka to Barcelona, like actually bringing it back, not whatever the hell it's been been playing like the past couple seasons. Like the raw, authentic tiki taka. Like Ansu Fati is about to become a problem. Pedri is gonna look like the 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 uh, the 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 return of Iniesta in some way. <laughs> so I mean, like, yeah, it, it's it's gonna be a nightmare next season for sure if Xavi ends up signing. And I think it's gonna be more than likely. He's 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 built one hell of a resume over in Qatar, and that's in Qatar. I mean. Yeah, Xavi, Xavi was everybody saying like this guy is going to be a great manager when he retires and he's lived up to it for sure. And, oh, and Sergio Busquets will become Sergio Busquets of old again. The guy who I don't have to rely on to carry my team's possession. Like he's literally just going to be back there for emergency purposes where he's just like, oh, you guys couldn't push it forward and you just want to meet a one tap. OK, I got you. I can do this. This one tap passing all day long. I don't have to run the entire make the entire thing click like God, that's. Watching Barcelona lately, it's been like Sergio Busquets runs the whole thing, and it is not where it needs to be. Like, dude, Busquets is a fantastic player in his own right as a CDM. To ask him to do anything else and and control your playmaking, that is the worst thing you could have ever done. Um, because you, they don't have that central like engine in the in the in the in the midfield that that usually gets it to go like Xavi was, or even Iniesta after Xavi left, like or Messi was there, and now it's like it's literally Sergio Busquets and then a bunch of dudes. <laughs> like nah, Ansu Fati is 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 a fantastic player in his own right, but uh, he needed he needs help. Like he needs help. So yeah, so I think the 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 lights finally there for Barcelona fans. As as I'm sure no one's going to be a, look. Ronald Koeman was a head scratcher. Some people forgot that Ronald Koeman even played for Barcelona. So I mean, you know, it was just only a matter of time. It's kind of funny to me that this was, Ronald Koeman is once again the man that failed to get Sergino Dest to go to the Dutch national team. 
you 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 know how hard you how bad you have to be to entice somebody to come to the Dutch national team. I if shoot, I'm not even Dutch, and even I would pick the Dutch national team. <laughs> so like, if they gave me an opportunity to wear the orange and black of of the Dutch national team, I'd be there in two clicks of a shoe. Like you can call me freaking I don't know Cinderella or something. Like I'd be there until the shoe fell off. That's what I'm saying, man. I, I mean, he did get Sergino Des eventually, but but yeah, little, no, it's a little too late, a <laughs> little too late. But yeah, so I mean, obviously, right now we're gonna have to see how Barcelona and maintains whatever they're trying to maintain with with Sergey uh, as the leader. But obviously, Barcelona B, so that means he's gotten to work with some of the young players that are in Barcelona right now. So I mean, at least there's some, I guess, some something comfortable for the players that they're familiar with him. And hopefully they that they it could do enough to at least keep them in in the, in one of those qualification spots for the Champions League um, till obviously Xavi comes back comes in and and see sees sees if the return of Barcelona is going to happen, which is is going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, I mean, it's a matter of time. If you're in La Masea right now, you're you're going to be thrilled because oh. you'll be playing again. <laughs> so you'll actually learn proper proper technique. Yeah, so not whatever Ronald Coleman was teaching you. Uh, yeah. it's, it's funny because last time we were on here, we were talking about Ronald Coleman being fired. So it was just it's a nice little uh, completing the circle, if you will. Yeah, so finally it's happened. I know, like once again, I know Edward's probably doing backflips right now because because he's just I don't I don't think he cares what happens at this point in the season. He's just happy that Coleman's gone, and he knows that at the end at next season, Xavi will be the one taking over uh, Barcelona. Spoiler alert: The reason why we couldn't, why I'm here and, and Edward's not here, he was too busy doing backflips up and down the street to 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 stop. <laughs> yeah, going for three. We're in the same neighborhood right now. He's still doing backflips. <laughs> <laughs> it's been three days straight. We just bring him water and food and just let him keep going. <laughs> his kids want him to go. He had to take a break to go trick or treating with his kids, <laughs> and he was still doing backflips. And he dressed up as a gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, uh, well, I mean, obviously, Ronald Coleman. Depending if you're a Barcelona fan or or not, that's positive or negative news, depending on what, what team you, you line in. But yeah. some some really good news to to come out, and that is uh, Josh Cavallo. He is a 21 year old Australian who plays for Adelaide United in the A League in Australia. Obviously, he's Australian. Um, he is officially the only gay uh, player, male player, in the top flight in internet in, in soccer. Um, obviously. Only only known one because of, so, you know this is yeah, the only one that's come out. Yeah, so great to you know. Obviously, he made that that big announcement. Wasn't sure what the reception was going to be, and I mean, you had PK Griezmann, some of the best players in the world, showing support for him. And this is one of the moments where the beautiful game is beautiful because it is accepting. You know, we've we've said this time and time again. Like the game is, you know, it's a universal language. Um, you know, there's moments where. The game doesn't seem so pretty, but this is definitely one of those moments that I'm one, you know, obviously a, a, for anyone to come out, it's a very big moment for them because, you know, they're finally able to admit for admit themselves uh, to be themselves and, and be able to truly be, you know, who they are. And regardless of, of how you feel or what your what your preference is, I think at the end of it all, if you're happy, that's really what all that matters. So, you know, I was really happy for Josh. Uh, for him to make that announcement, and obviously, really happy to see the positive reception that that the whole soccer world has given him. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Look, the last time this happened was with Robbie Rogers, and you remember 
honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't even near as, it was, it was great. It was still great for the time, but like, this is a much better reaction to the situation. And congratulations to Josh for coming out, by the way. And that's never easy to do. And uh, look, I almost, I, this, I guess it sounds weird, but I almost strive for the day. It doesn't become a big deal because we are that accepting as, as a soccer family, like as a football family, really. I mean, it's a huge deal to to do it and to, to come out and because you've been hiding who you are for that long and just to be yourself, like I'm trying to take that away. But like, when is it going to be fully accepted? Is it, you know, why, why have we not taken that next step? And, and honestly, the whole soccer world is just striving for that level of equality and, and even footedness. And, and this is just, this is a perfect example of like where they want to go with this. Like, obviously the, that this is a game for all. You know, it's not just a game for one or 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 a few. It is a game for all, and and that'll be that. Hey, look, it's 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 exciting to see the reaction and exciting to see uh, what he has to do in the future because Josh is still a, a young player, up and coming with uh, you know, in, in playing Australia. So who knows what his next next steps in his career is? Maybe he starts playing for the national team, and who knows after that? No, yeah. So I, I'll be looking forward to seeing what he does. Uh, Adelaide, actually, shout out to Adelaide because that is actually the club that. Well, I think that's where, well, that's not what I think. Stuart Kavanaugh from uh, After Extra Time Podcast, that's actually where he is uh, from. His hometown is uh, that region of Australia. Um, and he actually hit me up with a message like, hey, man, you see what's going on here? And it was funny is I've already shared it on social media, uh, you know, Josh's coming out post. So I already knew about it. But um, but yeah, it was pretty cool to, to have, you know, obviously you can see it, that that uh, Stuart from, from After Extra Time was very proud to be able to to have this guy, you know, obviously being for the club that he, I guess you would say he supports for um, being able to have that moment. So like, once again, it's, it's just great to see like the positive reception uh, that everyone's been giving to, to Josh Cavallo. I'm sure there's probably some negative comments, but we don't care about that. Um, We're not here for the negativity. Like get those negative, negative Nellies out of here. We don't, we don't have time for them. So, yeah. So it's really cool. going to see, hopefully we can see him in the world cup. I mean, I don't know if he's if he's uh, looked at as an option for the Australian national team, but it'd be pretty cool to see uh, him in Aus- him in Australia. Um, maybe him match, match up against Manuel Noir. I know we all know Manuel Noir is one of the one of the biggest supporters for the LGBTQ community. So that would be pretty interesting. That'd be pretty cool to see like someone that, that does have so much support for that community and uh, play against this uh, this young player. Oh, that would be fantastic! Look, I lo- I still can't get over what what Manuel Noir did. Uh, you know. Refusing to take off the uh, the LBGTQ, to LB, LGBTQ flag off of his uh, captain's armband, and you know, as you mentioned, one of the biggest supporters of it. And, and it's 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 you know, that would be one of the most exciting matchups because you already know there would be he he would have some he would you know he'd play a fantastic game in Illinois would, but you already know that there would be a lot of events planned off of that that would help to raise awareness as well. And that's that's something as well that you take away from that that's even even cooler as well. Like it's just not just a cool moment in sports. Obviously, playing Bayern Munich with in that situation, but like just everything else around it would be would be exciting. And obviously, the jersey swap that would ha- that would come with it. Oh, so. guaranteed, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so uh, props to jo- uh, Josh Cavallo. Um, happy that he's able to finally be himself, and and I'm happy to see that his teammates have been nothing but supportive uh, for him as well. So just just overall, just a great. Uh, I think this is the perfect way to end the headlines. It's just you know this very positive story um, overall. But yeah, just great, great, great for the game. Uh, once again, we you know with all the craziness that's been going on since last year, to finally have like some positivity has been great. 
uh, and and Josh Cavallo was able to pro- uh, provide that. Yep, absolutely. And yeah, twenty one, twenty one, and he has he had he had made an appearance previously for the Australian under twenty national team. So who knows where we're going to see him next? It's fantastic. Yep. All right, man. So it is debate time. This debate is brought to you by Swift Lifestyle. Swift Lifestyles is the ultimate energy and focus supplement for the gamer. Now, I'm not much of a gamer unless you count uh, freaking FIFA. And every once in a while, I play NCAA football 2014. FIFA counts, by the way. <laughs> okay, well, FIFA counts. But I actually use Swift Lifestyles because I usually open at my job, and you know I got to be up early in the morning, so I I end up getting some powder, drink it up, and I, I feel ready to go and I'm ready to tackle the day. So it does give me that focus every single time. And the best part for me, not only does it taste good, but I don't crash. And that's like the best bonus when it comes to these energy drinks. So I highly recommend it. It is so great. Edward uses it all the time. He's a he's an energy drink uh, freak about that, but he definitely does love Swift Lifestyles. So if you guys go to www.swiftlifestyles.com, and use the code insert name FC, you'll get a 15% discount on your purchase. You want to know how, how Edward's been able to do these backflips so long? It's Swift Lifestyles. So if you guys want to do nonstop backflips for three days, well, well I, maybe I, don't I, drink as much, don't <laughs> drink as many scoops as, as Edward's been drinking, but, but for a normal scoop, it is absolutely fantastic. No jitters. It's 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 one of the greatest sub one of the greatest ones I've used so far. Exactly. All right, man. So today's debate topic is. Where does Carly Lloyd stand amongst the U.S. greats? Um, obviously, Carly Lloyd officially is has done has played her last game for the U.S. Women's National Team. She is still going to have her her farewell to her continue as the Gotham FC entered the NWSL playoffs. So hopefully, we can see her continue. Maybe end it with a bang, hop, hop, lifting an NWSL trophy would be pretty cool. But you know, she's definitely got quite the journey for that to happen. But my question to, uh, for this topic is, where does Carly Lloyd stand amongst the U.S. grades? And I'm not saying specifically soccer. I'm talking about all the U.S. grades when it comes to you know sports in the U.S. Well, okay. So shameless plug, first of all. Uh, I have to start with this and say that I actually talked a little bit about this during my crunch time in my show last week. And I, I firmly believe if she was a male soccer player in Europe, we'd have streets named after her. We'd probably have a couple statues named after her as well, just considering her exploits in the World Cups. I mean, what she's able to do is, has been fantastic. She should go down, in my opinion, as at least the third best player in all of U.S. soccer history. And fun fact, my, pre, my two ahead of her are Abby Wambach and Mia Hamm. Like, that's male and female. I'm including male and female in that. That's where I rank them. And Landon Donovan is fourth. And as much as I love Landon, he was not, didn't have the same impact that those three have had on the, on the sport of soccer in America. Um, so for me, I look at her and I, I think she needs to be remembered as, as one of the greatest U.S. soccer players ever to play the game, um, period. And I, I don't think there's, again, if she was a male and she was in, in Europe and she played, let's say it was English, she was an English male player, she would be remembered forever. Uh, yeah, I forever. mean, obviously she got, I believe, a two-time FIFA Player of the Year, Women's FIFA Player of the Year. Um, she had the goal of the <laughs> goal of the year for sure with her uh, half half field goal in the in the Women's World Cup final. Um, I mean, you know, she's a two-time World Cup champion. She she has all the she has those gold medals. I mean, she's just 
she's she's been nothing but amazing since she's since she's been part of this this great women's national team which doesn't seem going to fall off anytime soon especially you know as she is no longer going to be the obviously she's no longer the number 10 for the US women's national team that is not going to Lindsay Horan um yep. who has been donned the number 10 i think a a really great player to to take the number 10 uh, also very sure. well deserving in her career as well yeah. she's been a fantastic player as well Exactly. So I think great choice from for for Carly Lloyd. Um, but for me, man, when I see Carly Lloyd, I agree with you. Definitely amongst the best in the U.S. game. Um, I would even throw Mia Hamm and 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 uh, Abby Wambach as well. Obviously, Abby Wambach, the previous record holder for most goals in international play until Christine Zeclair surpassed that. But obviously, we're talking about American players, American athletes. And I think Carly Lloyd, you can probably put her up there with the likes of a Serena Williams. Like with the likes of a Simone Biles, shoot, I even say even with a Michael Jordan because of how her work ethic goes. And I mean, I, I think almost Michael Jordan esque, if you will. I think you can definitely throw her up there with some of those big names. Probably you can even put her in a Mount Rushmore of of just American athletes. Oh yeah, oh one hundred percent. Look, everybody forgets she's also the second ever player to score a hat trick in any scene, any male or female. Any senior FIFA World Cup final. By the way, she only did it in 16 minutes. 16 minutes to do it. That's incredible. Jeff Hurst was the first, and his took 74 minutes. So what Carly Lloyd's able to do, you talk about her work ethic. It was fanatical, uh, to say the least, her work ethic was. I mean, let's. she literally put aside family. She put aside growing her relationships. She put aside all that to be the absolute best at her sport. And it's funny because you mentioned like putting up there with Serena Williams. And I think of like, the Gatorade commercials with Mia Hamm, Serena Williams, Michael Jordan, you know, where they just had the sweat dripping off them in the color of the Gatorade. Michael Phelps had it. Carly Lloyd deserves that type of recognition. Like 100% deserves that type of recognition. And uh, it's, it's crazy to me that people still think that she wasn't even one of the best players on this team. I mean, this team doesn't happen without her at the engine room. Like really, I mean, they, they, people forget just how crucial she was moving in because we lost Lauren Holiday in the U.S. soccer, in that foundation. And it went from Lauren Holiday to Carly Lloyd seamlessly stepping back into that holding midfield role while still attacking. Like, she was able to do two roles at once. And and to do that, it was, uh, at the high level she has been, fantastic. That's when she started winning, winning the, you know, FIFA Player of the Year awards. And it's like, it was insane. Uh, her career is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, I do believe she's like, finishes third in goals, second in her Third in appearances, second in goals, and fifth in assists in in women's soccer history, in U.S. women's soccer history. So, <laughs> I mean, not too bad for 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 somebody who came out of New Jersey and Rutgers of all place uh, to play her college soccer. Yeah, I think that's the mic drop right there for sure. I think, uh, yeah, I I I, I think if, if anybody knows at least women's soccer specifically, but I think also can follow soccer and. You appreciate the quality that Carly Lloyd uh, brought to the game, and and yeah, she she had quite the loaded team that she had. You know, obviously with Megan Rapinoe, Abby Wambach, uh, a young uh, a young Alex Morgan, and even a prime Alex Morgan. Um, and then you know, obviously she got to see a young you know, obviously Rose Lavelle to 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 play with her, Lindsay Horan. I mean, yeah, the U.S. Women's National Team is loaded, but I think that's more of a testament of how good that team is. And how strong that nucleus was, which was Carly Lloyd. 
So I think that just that's more more of a testament to what what she brought to the table and how good of a leader she was. Yeah, I mean, look, she's a, she's the only player to go from that Mia Hamm era into what we know now in in, in U.S. soccer. She her first appearance with the team, her first uh, camp was in two thousand four, and she tells the story of with Mia Hamm how Mia Hamm wanted the ball exactly at this one place on her foot, and Carly Lloyd stayed after practice, stayed after training in in international training. So, like, she doesn't have to do this. This is international training. This is just whatever. But she stayed after at international camp, at the U.S. national camp, and practiced passing to water bottles were a set location. That, that, that's where she knew that based off the training side, the five-a-side she did with, with Mia Hamm, that that's where the ball needed to go. This is 2004. She didn't make her first appearance for the U.S. women's national team until a year later. So, if you want to talk about how just perfectionist her, her, her talent and skills are, it's what every every coach dreams to have from a player is a player that will take that onus on themselves to be the greatest player they could possibly be. Period. I feel like that's Mamba mentality right there. Oh, it is one hundred percent. That's like that's I'll do it until I fall asleep on this this field doing it. Like that is incredible. And you consider that. Let's be honest. The conditions for women's soccer in two thousand four compared to where they're playing today, they weren't playing on the nicely manicured fields that you see them playing on now. I mean, two thousand four, two thousand five, they're playing on just shy of D3 football fields where there's giant potholes in the middle of the field. Like they weren't pretty and her talent extended through all of that, through every single little bit. She has, she has seen the growth of women's soccer in America. She has led most of the growth in women's soccer in America. So I don't know, man, people who don't think she's that great. They have to rethink a lot of things in their life because she has been absolutely fantastic, not just for women's soccer, but for soccer in general in America. No, yeah, I totally agree. And I, I, I stand with you. We, we're both on the same page when it comes to Carly Lloyd. I think any, I, honestly, anybody should, uh, should feel that way about Carly Lloyd because I think it, it's, it's, it's just, it's just right there. And like I said, I think she deserves to be up there with those great names like, like Serena Williams and, he, and Michael Jordan as well. Cause I think she's truly one of the goats for oh, sure. Absolutely. Hey, she's our Marta. I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, honestly, in my opinion, she might be better than Marta, but that's neither here nor there. As far as women, as far as relation to a country goes, that you know, you think soccer, you think Brazil, their greatest women's player ever is Marta. Our greatest women's player all around, I think, is Mia Hamm, followed again, Abby Wambach for goal scoring and Carly Lloyd for just everything else. Um, but Mia Hamm is still forever going to be number one. And that's just because I grew up in that era, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. But, but Carly Lloyd is a very close, very close nominee for all that. Yeah, pretty sure. So it's it's now dropped on social media. You're gonna see it on Instagram and Twitter. Once again, at insert name FC, you'll see the post. Uh, you can go ahead and and share your thoughts on the topic. Once again, thanks Swift Lifestyles for being the partner for the debate topics. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and take another break. You guys are gonna hear an ad, and then you'll go right into the NWCL playoff preview that I did with Mackenzie from Wilso Digital Media, and then you'll go into game recaps. All right, guys. So obviously we're talking about NWSL and the last thing you want to hear is me talking about it. So we ended up bringing Mackenzie Fasulo from Wilson Digital Media to help us through the NWSL. First of all, thank you for joining us again. Of course. Thank you for having me on again. Always. At least this time's a little bit more positive. But yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, actually, well, I mean, I've, I've I kind of, like, I guess, kind of like an update on it. How do you feel about like 
I guess the aftermath that has come. Now you're, you know, obviously Venezuela, the Venezuelan women's national team came out with what was going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you feel about so like I guess a very positive uh Yeah, I think with obviously the players in the NWSL speaking out, obviously it all started with the spirit and then with the news coming out of Portland and um with Paul Riley, I think it's broken a lot of other teams and countries have come out saying like this happened here. And I know Canada came out and they weren't happy with the way they've always be treated, have been treated and they've kind of given some demands to their federation. So I think it's just kind of like it took these stories and the NWSL breaking. And then I think other, when you have Alex Morgan standing up and Megan Rapino on Twitter, I think other players from around the world now feel more comfortable standing up and saying like, this isn't okay. And this was happening to us as well. And I think once they realized they were going to have the support of people from all over the world, they felt like they could finally stand up and say something. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I feel. All right. So um, before we get with the NWSL playoffs, um, this is actually our debate topic for, for this episode. And obviously Carly Lloyd, you know, she's, she had her last game as a, as a U.S. women's national team player. Had her her last regular season game um, in the NWSL. Obviously, kind of won by the Gotham FC. Still coolest name I've ever heard in my life. Um, but you know, you kind of well, unfortunately, my Houston Dash is eliminated. Um, yeah, good, but good. they got but they got my courage in. Yeah, so good, great thing for you. It was also kind of like one of those like uh, Trinity Robin scored. I, you know, it's, yeah, it's like I gotta give it to her. Uh, but. Yeah, so you know, obviously, I guess the story is going to be, you know, how is Carly Lloyd going to get her 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 proper send off? I guess you can say. But uh, the debate topic for this episode is actually where does Carly Lloyd stand amongst the U.S. greats? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, she gets called the goat a lot. I think that's kind of a term that just people use for like any player nowadays. I mean, I do sometimes too. I do think she is one of the. I don't think she's the greatest of all time. Um, for the U.S., I think she's top five in my opinion. I think if you look where she came from, she said it. Players she has played with said it. No one ever expected her to go on and do what she's done. I mean, she's won two World Cups, two Olympics, two-time FIFA Player of the Year. She's done a lot, and I think her mentality is also what makes her so good. She's just always been, in my opinion, herself, and she didn't care about the critics, and she didn't care if the fans didn't like the way she went about it. She was knew what she had to do to be the best. Um, so I would put her in the top five. And I think if you think about it, whether you like her or don't like her off the field, she has delivered in the biggest moments on the biggest stage over and over again in the World Cup and in the Olympics. So I think we don't have some medals without her on the field. Um, so yeah, I do think the praise she gets is has been earned. Um, and I would put her in my top five. So I don't think she's the greatest to ever do it. And that's with that's within US soccer as a whole, correct? Yeah, not in the world, sorry. Definitely not top five to ever do it in women's soccer, but for the US to put on the US jersey, I would put her in the top five. And uh, yeah, so I I kind I'm I'm definitely agree with you with that one. Uh, but I was meaning more towards like just some of the greatest athletes that the U.S. has ever had. Obviously, like Serena Williams, Michael. Oh, Jordan. okay, yeah. Oh no. Um, okay, I would put her in like. Oh, that's hard. I would still put her in the top ten, honestly. If I'm going to throw someone like a women's soccer player in there, I just think her mentality about it and just the way she's done it. But yeah, obviously, like a lot of people might come before her in terms of American greats, all sports. Um, 
I don't know. I would still stick her top 10, top 15. Yeah. Because of the awards that she's won. She's definitely in the top percentile. That's that's for sure. I don't yeah. I don't think anybody can debate with that. But I definitely think if you if you talk about the greats of a, of the U.S. just athletes in general, you know, you talk yeah, about she's like, definitely yeah, like Simone Biles and Serena Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's I would put them above her. Yeah, but I think her mentality will be missed on the U.S. soccer team. I don't think there will ever be another player with her mindset and uh, when it comes to soccer. But obviously, there's a lot. I would say a lot of American athletes that probably have that same mindset as her. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, who who steps up after. Uh, I'm sure, um, well, I feel like Carly Lloyd plays almost everywhere on the field when it comes to attacking. So, I mean, and, yeah. and you can probably say the same for a lot of the women's national team players. I think I've seen Alex Morgan play up top, but then I've also seen her play on the wing. So, yeah, it, it, yeah she's very versatile in the attack, uh, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, there's probably going to be, it's going to be hard to replace, but I think, I think with what the U.S. Women's National Team, especially, I mean, obviously we just dropped Trinity Rodman not that long ago. Yeah, I think I think the U.S. Women's National Team will will still be in a good place, but yeah, they're uh, gonna be okay. I know people are like freaking out after the Olympics, but there's some young talent that the team currently has and that's coming up where I think we'll be okay. Exactly. All right, so NWSL season is concluded. What what would you, I guess what would be right now is what was your biggest shocker from this season? And what was, what was your, I guess, your, the, what you expected was going to come from the season? Yeah, well, first, I think having six teams in the playoffs is great. In the past, it's always only been four. Um, but now that there was 10 teams in the league this year, going to six, I think, made it more competitive. And it would have been kind of sad if six teams couldn't get in because you talked about Houston. They only missed by one point and they're in seventh place. So I feel like four teams wouldn't have been enough. I said biggest shock. Honestly, the courage coming in six and barely making the playoffs, I don't think people would have thought. Granted, they don't have the same exact team. And obviously, with what they've been through in the last month, I think maybe it could have been expected at the end. I would say, I don't know. I thought Orlando was going to make it. They started out the season really well. And with the talent they have, they should be making it. So. I don't really know what keeps going wrong there, but I would say to me the biggest shock, even though I am a Courage fan, was Courage coming in sixth and the Spirit in third. I didn't think, I thought the Spirit would barely make the playoffs, but they obviously proved me wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I remember watching the tables in the NWSL and it was, it was, there was a teeter totter. Like it was in the same team up top, like almost every week. Um, Uh, Yeah. for a good while, North Carolina was on top. I mean, which was kind mm-hmm. of expected because North Carolina just—they're—they're re- they're just the top teams, the top team in the NWSL. But, but yeah, and now you know you have Portland Thorns, which I think a lot of people would assume would be one would be a, a yeah. top finish, and uh, Oil Rain, which I can't say I follow Oil Rain that well, but <laughs> I think I was kind of surprised to see them in second. But you know they got Megan Rapino, so I mean there's my G right there. So you know, yeah. talk good there. Um, I would have predicted Courage, Portland, and O'Rain probably being in the top three at the beginning of the season. So I feel like Portland and Rain didn't let me down there. And then the Spirit, like, they had to forfeit two games because they didn't follow COVID protocol. So they lost six points and still ended up in third, which to me is really impressive to be able to do that. Okay, so that just that's just more telling about what yeah. the Washington Spirit is. All right, yeah. so we obviously have the quarterfinals games because, like you said, it's a six-team playoff. Um, we'll start off with the with the Washington Spirit and, and North Carolina Courage. 
how do you feel this game is going to be? Is is what's going to be the challenge going into this game? For the courage to score, I think they've had a lot of their games have been like zero zero or one nothing or whatever the case has been. It's like suddenly they forgot how to score, but their defense has still been okay. I mean, they recently lost to Gotham by three, um, but other than that. You know, they've kept close scores. They just haven't been able to the ball in the back of the net. But with their players, Dabinia and Lynn Williams and Jess McDonald and Amy Rodriguez, they should be able to score. So I don't know, you know, what has kind of gone on with that. So I think for the courage, it's going to be scoring. And then I think for Washington, it's just they need their, they need Trinity Rodman and Ashley Sanchez and Ashley Hatch just to kind of be on it up top because I think especially Sanchez and Rodman are really good on the ball. So I think if they start to wear down the courage defenders, you know, they have a really good shot, but they're also young and obviously have never played in, you know, the playoffs before. So we'll see how that goes. But I think, I think the courage will win if they can get something clicking around the box. Yeah, I, I think when I look at the courage, even with that being in that six seed spot, they there's still for me. I, I think you have to throw out the dark horse label on them because yeah. they, they've been here before. They've they've won it all before plenty of times. Um, so I mean, you know, and like you said, Washington Spirit's a very young team. Um, so I mean, you would kind of have to think that, but the experience is going to come into play. And you mentioned some really good players that that North Carolina courage has. So yeah, I feel that maybe the inexperience is going to come into play, and I and I can also see North Carolina Courage coming out of this part of of the table. Um, and then on the other side, obviously the Chicago Red Stars, another team that has done very well in in the NWSL, taking on you know the the, the possible farewell tour right as it continues for Carlos yeah. Lloyd in uh, in Gotham. Normally, whenever you see a fourth and fifth seed go against each other, you know this is going to normally be the most intense matchup. So how do you feel about this game and what are the challenges for both these teams? Yeah, well, first, I think Gotham will win. Um, I think for Chicago, to me, it's also going to be scoring. Like they've shown, like Cleo Y and Mallory Pugh have shown over and over they can score. And I mean, they have scored some bangers this season. But can they do it in this game? I think that for them, their defense is normally pretty solid with Sarah Gordon and Tamara Davidson back there. Um, so I think it would just be if Watt and Pew can like really make an impact that game. But I think Gotham between Mitch Purse and Iffy and Carly and they have like Caprice Iasco whipping in balls. I just think that they're going to score goals. And like you said, can the farewell tour continue <laughs> for Lloyd? She's not going to go out without a fight, so I would not be surprised if she comes up in a huge moment in that game, and I think that'll add extra motivation for Gotham you know, to get her one last uh, trophy before she walks away, so I think Gotham will win, but I think it'll be close with a lot of shots between both teams. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you as well. I mean, Gotham, once again, Carly, I think there's like a, there's a chip on their shoulder right now, especially with yeah. Carly Lloyd, what's going on with them. But obviously Chicago Red Stars isn't a team to to take lightly. No. They do have that experience as well. Um, it's going to be very interesting. And then obviously the semifinals, 
I guess you, you and me both got North Carolina courage coming out. Is it the, the lower seed has to take on the first seed? Is that how they're doing it? Or no. And one more thing about Chicago, they're the only team that, to make the playoffs six years in a row. So they definitely have been there and know what to do. But so the way it works is in, they're not reseeding, which I don't really understand. So the winner of courage spirit will go play Seattle rain. And then Chicago Gotham winner will go play Portland. Okay. All right. So it's kind of weird, but that's how they're doing it. All right. I mean, they're, they're trying to keep it simple as well. Yeah. And they moved it to Louisville. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> made it more reasonable for everybody. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, so I mean, NW is slowly, slowly getting things better. Um, but yeah, so obviously the semifinals, like I said, you and me both pegged uh, Gotham and North Carolina Courage to advance. So I guess essentially it would be the semifinal between Portland Thorns, which it's kind of weird. I, they look strong at moments, but then there's moments where I'm like, they're kind of not the Portland Thor- Thorns that I would expect them to be, especially with a team that has Christine Sinclair, which that's my goat. Yeah, and and you know, not that I'm Canadian, but. <laughs> <laughs> But she does have the record. So, I mean, yeah. Um, no, she's definitely good. So, you have a GOAT battle between, you know, Canada's GOAT and, and the U.S.'s GOAT uh, yeah. going off into this game. And I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be a heavyweight fight. At least I was, at least that's what I would imagine it would be. Uh, but can you see Gotham overcoming Portland? Yeah, I can. I think, like you said, Portland to me, they're good. Obviously, they have. Haran and Sinclair and Dunn and Sauerbrunn and just a lot of other players that maybe aren't on the national team, but or Sophia, they have Sophia Smith, who's been, you know, called up recently up top. She's doing really well. But sometimes they just they don't kill teams, in my opinion. Like they're not overly dominant. Um, so I think that they can be beat. And I don't even if they make it to the finals, I don't think they'll win the whole thing, which I probably just jinxed it, and now they'll win the whole thing. So they're welcome. But I think. They will lose in the semifinals. I don't think it matters if it's Gotham or Chicago. But I think Gotham, their speed up top, I think they'll have a good chance to break down Portland and get some goals. Okay. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I would love to see Gotham go to the final because it is Carly Lloyd. I think I think Reigns are going to go off the roof if it is Carly, if it is Carly Lloyd, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but I feel like hopefully Portland has found some th- uh, the Portland Thorns have found some form. I don't know what I was going with that with that sentence, but <laughs> but here I am. Uh, but part of me, I think Portland is going to sh- at least prove why they're the first seed. Um, like you said, they have a very stacked team. Um, you know, there's a reason why they're they're in first. But yes, there has been some inconsistencies with them as well. But I can see Portland going into the final, and then obviously the other side, you have your North Carolina Courage going on. Oh, rain! I'm sure you're not going to be biased into this. Oh, yeah, I think uh, that's such a, it's hard. Okay, I mean, obviously, I want the Courage to win. Let's just put that out there. But I think the Courage to have a shot, and I don't think people should take them lightly just because they slipped in the last month. But O'Reen look really good. When you look at their attack, you know, they have Rapino and Lavelle and La Samer and Fishlock and Quinn. They just have, and you have Sofia Huerta whipping in balls, and you know you can put Bethany Balser in. She had nine goals this season, and she doesn't even start most of the games because of their attack. I just feel like they have so many weapons that it would be disappointing for them if they didn't make it into the finals. So I, 
when I predicted in the beginning of the season, I said it was going to be Courage and Oa Rain in the finals. So clearly that prediction can't come true. <laughs> but <Pretty close. laughs> yeah, um, I want the Courage to win, but I do think Oa Rain will win. Okay. So your, yeah. your final answer is going to be Oa Rain in some way. That's yeah. Like, I'm not going to say anything. I think uh, <laughs> not going to not going to do some voodoo magic on there. I'm just going to let let you go with that. Um, because I've I've used that way too many times, and I think it's not it's not it's not going to help me out anymore. <laughs> um, especially if you talk about Club America, but um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I think all rain has exceeded my expectations of them, which to be honest, it wasn't very mu- very many expectations on them, just because I don't you know I don't I didn't follow yeah. all rain to begin with, but they do have Megan Rapino. You listed the the players as well. I think I maybe just kind of forgot about all rain because you know I see North Carolina Courage, I see Washington. I see Portland. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I just, they just happen to be the, the odd person out on this one. But you know what? They've been, they've been in the mix throughout the, the season. Like I, I feel like they've never been at the bottom. Uh, they've tormented the Houston Dash, especially that shellacking that they gave to them. Yeah. So I know for sure that this team is for real. Um, I don't think this is one of those inexperienced versus, you know, a team that's inexperienced because clearly they do have experience on the field. And, and uh, I, I think it is the end for North Carolina Courage for, for just this yeah. season. And I, 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 I'm going to be the boring one and pick the one and two seed going into the final. But <laughs> I mean, there's a really good chance of that. So, but yeah, so you yeah. obviously have Gotham and, and, and the Oil Rain, and then I have Portland and Oil Rain. Um, I can, and, you know, Cascadia <laughs> rivalry going And that on would there. be, I think, awesome for a final to have that rivalry in the final. And I do think, you know, Portland has a good chance for Gotham. I think if Lindsay Horan is on it, you know, she might be the key for Portland to get into the finals. I think that game could also come down to the midfield. But yeah, I think I'm going to stick Gotham in. Okay. A little rain in the final. So who, who you got winning the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> I think if it was O-Rain in Gotham, oh, first of all, my heart will be torn. I won't know who to go for because... I really want Lus Mare to win a title in America before she goes back to play with Leon. But I have a Gotham jersey. Uh, I, you know, like a few players on that team, so I'm conflicted, but um, I think O'Rain would win. Okay. But I would be happy. I would, I'll be happy no matter who wins that game, but I do think O'Rain would, if they make it to the final, they would pull that out. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, interesting that you mentioned Haran because obviously she's she's the new number ten for the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, she's been donned. You know that's that's got to mean something to her. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big factor for Portland, but I think Rain have, like I said, they've they've exceeded everything that I thought that they were going to do, and they. They just, there's a team in form. I've, there's been some skepticism that I've had with Portland, even if they're the first seed. Like, I've still had, like, they've kind mm-hmm. of been inconsistent as they went throughout it. Um, it's the rivalry. I'm sure, I don't, uh, I, I feel like r- this is rain written all over it. So I think the rain ends up winning <laughs> the NWSL championship. Yeah. So we both pick rain. So that's good. We agree. But yeah, I think that, yeah. And Laura Harvey as their coach, she's coming and really turned them when she came in halfway through the season and really turn them around and I think figure out how to click a lot of world-class players. Cause sometimes I think that can be hard to play with each other, but she's figured that out. And yeah, I just think Portland, like you said, they've just been inconsistent to me. 
you know, I think they'll fight. Mark Parsons is leaving to go coach the Netherlands at the end of this season. So I don't know. That might give Portland a little bit extra motivation to send them out on top. But I just, I don't know. I can't see them winning the whole thing. Yeah, it would be crazy, though, because, I mean, they did win the Challenge Cup. And then if they were to win the NWSL Championship, that's, that, that, yeah. that would mean something. But And they won the ICC tournament. So technically, I guess they could go. I'm not going to call it a trouble, but they could go for three out of three. Um, trophies this season. Which that oh, is- and they will, and they won the challenge belt. So actually, they could go four for four if they win this. So we'll yeah, see. So, so, but I don't think they will. No, yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Uh, but yeah, it would be really cool to see the Cascadia uh, be the be the final. But I think any of these teams, to be honest, will will make a very interesting final. I think mm-hmm. the talent is is all around there. I think there's a reason why the NWSL has been. I feel like is now the standard when it comes to women's soccer. At least it should be. Yeah. Um, so yes, I mean, and to make a point on that, there's a lot of arguments. Best league in the world. I think obviously off the field right now, we're not the best league in the world. We have a lot to fix on the field, though. My argument as to why we are is because, to me, one in ten, anyone can beat anyone on a given day. When you look at England, those top teams are beating the lower teams like five nothing, six nothing. You might have that every once in a while in the NWSL. But most of the time, you're not. It's like closer. So that's why I think on the field, NWSL is the best in the world because their games, I think it's more competitive. But I think England has more superstars in terms of national team players around the world. But yeah, NWSL to me is the best league in the world. But yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for this, uh, this, this to happen. And luckily, I only have to use my one week, my free one week subscription to Paramount Plus once. So, I mean, at least there's, <laughs> that, that's that, there's that going for me. Uh, the rest will be in CBS Network and obviously the final will be at CBS, which um, yes. I mean, 12 p.m. Eastern time. I mean, Eastern time, you know, 12 p.m. for you, it'll be 11 for me. So I'll be, mm-hmm. I should be awake by then, at least. Better than the 9 a.m. kickoff time. Oh, by for far. Sure. <laughs> by yeah, far so. for that. At least for them, obviously, not, instead of being in Portland, they're now in yeah. in Louisville, so it's a little bit easier. It would have been, tw- been twelve for me either way, but yeah. for them, that and twelve is a lot better than nine. Yeah, I, I I totally blame college football for that. That was actually something me and Edward talked about because I was like, we looked at the college football schedule. The only game I highlight is Arkansas versus Alabama, and I just I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm not going to comment on that, but yeah. It's definitely college football, and it's, I guess... Don't worry, I, I got plenty of Alabama fans letting me know. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> especially our producer, who is an Al- a big Alabama football fan. <laughs> but even yeah. he said, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see Alabama versus Arkansas. So even yeah. he agrees with yeah. that. But yeah, but I, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Um, I can't wait. Is there, like, obviously, we? I, I feel like we straight up said it, like, the player to watch is going to be Carly Lloyd, but who is that other player that you think will be the standout from this tournament? I think... I think Lloyd... I can... Lloyd for them... I think Mitch Purse from Gotham, too. I think she can... If she's... Gets, she's been on form since coming back from her injuries, so I think if her and Lloyd are up top clicking together, the two of them, I think Haran from Portland, I think Lavelle for O'Rain. I mean, we've all seen what she can do, so I think if she gets going... Obviously, Rapino. We all know she can come up big in a big moment. For the courage, Lynn Williams. I think she has to get going if they're going to win it. But 
yeah, I think any team honestly could win it. And like I, like I said, anyone can be anyone on any given day. So I guess we'll just have to see, but it'll definitely be interesting and fun to watch for sure. Yeah. So be on the lookout. It's going to be on Paramount plus and CBS sports network this weekend. So make sure you guys get ready for that. It's going to, I'll, I'll be, I'll be watching it for sure. So make sure you got, if you got to, you know, use multiple email addresses so you can get that free week trial. That's what I do. Or I'll just, <laughs> I'll just get Edward's email. So, cause he, he has it. So maybe I'll just do that. That's funny. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. That's going to be really entertaining. And I, I'm just glad that it's going to be on CBS, the final. Uh, I know they yes, did that for the, I know they did that for the Challenge Cup last year. Uh, I don't know if they did it for this Challenge Cup. I think they did, but I know they've got like 400,000, 500,000 people that watched, which I know if people out there will say that's not that many people, but like for women's soccer, that's actually not bad for a final. Um, yeah. So hopefully a lot of people will tune in and it helps just to have it on a regular channel. Exactly. All right. So thank you, Mackenzie. Um, obviously, this is your time to go ahead and shine. Tell the good people where they can follow you. Yes. Thank you. And you can follow Woso Digital just at Woso Digital. So W-O-S-O-D-I-G-I-T-A-L on Twitter and Instagram. All right. You guys heard it. Obviously, we're going to go ahead and share her stuff when we when we drop this episode. So, so you guys have no excuses. Go ahead and check her out. They're, they're doing great stuff for the women's uh, for women's soccer. Which obviously that that's what's good doing good. I, I, all you hear me and ever do is complain about the men's side. So I mean, like, <laughs> come on, just get some positivity, you know. <laughs> so let, let's get this going because women's soccer. There's a reason why they're they're the ones doing better, and and clearly the men are they could barely beat Panama. So I mean, like, <laughs> so so there is that. But yeah, so thank you, Mackenzie, and uh, hopefully we can keep bringing you on for more things. Yes, thank you for having me. It was fun. All right. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience on Audible, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right, Kelsey. Games to recap. What is your game to recap this week? <sighs> this one this one pains me, man. Uh, Liverpool versus Brighton. A 2-2 draw. And one that saw probably the most influential player in the midfield for Liverpool this season get leave the field due to injury, and that's Naby Keita in the 19th minute. Uh, it was an absolutely rough game. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Liverpool just looked tired. Uh, just looked exhausted. I mean, it's like you get two goals. You get Jordan Henderson. You get Sadio Mane. Uh, but on the other end, you have Mwepu and Chassard scoring for Brighton. You can't give up. Look, it's Brighton. Brighton. Look, I, I, I can't say it any more time. It is Brighton, and you're supposed to be a team ch- challenging for the title, and it's Brighton you lost to. Their best player is your former 14th man, and that's Adam Milana. I, I like, like, I, first of all, let me just say this Adam Milana had himself an incredible performance in this game, uh, possible man of the match performance in this, this game. I mean, making, he made the most amount of tackles all over the field, and he actually shut down Jordan Henderson in the second half. It was a fantastic performance from him. There's, not trying to take anything away from 
from Adam Lana. I'm glad to see him healthy, really. Uh, there's a big part, but man, when you see Nabi Kato walk off and then everything's just started falling apart for Liverpool's midfield, unable to really sustain any possession to get it out to the white, the wings and, and let them play up to the, the forwards. And it was a perfect performance from Brighton and, and Liverpool. That was a uh, far from it to say the least. And uh, Jurgen Klopp, there's a, if you guys haven't seen the video yet, Jurgen Klopp si- on the sideline, absolutely exploding. His body language is literally looks like he's ready to kill somebody <laughs> type of thing. It was, uh, it was the most expressive. I think the most expressive manager in the premier league has ever been like, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of creepy, but it was, it tells me a lot about where he thinks this team should be. And that's, that's a little bit, po- that's a positive sign for me, obviously as a Liverpool fan, but uh, this game was a fantastic game all around though. But like, from a, from a neutral standpoint, if I could put my Liverpool hat aside, Fantastic game to watch, uh, just because of the action up and down. I mean, you, you, you get your, your your tying goal in the 60th minute. The first half was Liverpool 2-0. Second half was all Brighton, and it was just a simple tactical change, basically letting Lalana man up against against Henderson and just hound him the whole second half and changed everything. Literally changed everything. Once uh, it, they kind of lot, you know, Liverpool. Like I said, when when Gata walked off, they did lose a lot in the midfield and. It never really got fixed until until after halftime, and that's when Alana was like, "All right, well, it's my turn now. Let me show you guys how to play." So, um, fantastic job by Brighton. We'll see what Liverpool's able to do next, but yeah, not where you want to be if you're Liverpool. But Brighton, fantastic, fantastic way to get a point. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. This game was very close. Obviously, fifty eight percent possession given to Liverpool. Um, that just kind of dictates how back and forth that game could be. You know, especially when you think of Liverpool, you think possession is usually going to be on Liverpool's side of the way they move the ball, but obviously. You, a loss with uh, losing Kata definitely is going to affect that. And then you had Liverpool, you know, as what you would expect from their, their front three out shooting uh, Brighton 14 to nine. But the, the interesting spin zone to that was that Brighton had more shots on target, which was six <laughs> to three. Um, so, I mean, it had to work in, 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 the, in, in goal. Yeah. So, I mean, like even, yeah, that's one of those things is like, sometimes it's not about the, the more, uh, a attacking team is going to win. And sometimes just those teams that gets a little bit more accuracy comes into play. But, um, but yeah, you're completely right. The second half was definitely Brighton's game. Um, Brighton has been kind of a surprise this season in, in the English premier league. Um, you know, obviously on that, at after extra time, we were talking about Brighton. Um, I was kind of, I'm, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not sure how we're going to see Brighton. Maybe they're going to have a good first half and who knows how the second half of the season is going to look for them. Um, but I, I don't, I, I'm not expecting Brighton to, to all of a sudden be competing for the Premier League because that's just not Brighton. Um, yeah. but yeah, it, I think, yeah, this is def- definitely a setback for Liverpool. But I mean, they came off of, you know, destroying Manchester United and there was a, you, you expect a letdown game eventually, right? Is kind of the, the thing. And, and I think this was it for Liverpool. It was that run of games after so many and they're just like, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, even though it's only one point, you definitely think, I, I'm sure as a Liverpool fan, you feel more it's like you lost two points than you just gained a point uh, from yeah. this one. But, I mean, props to Brighton, they, they stayed in the game, and that's really that, really the testament to what Brighton was. And I guess clearly it was the uh, Alana revenge game. Yeah, look, <laughs> hey, congratulations to Adam Alana. Look, I, I'm serious. I'm glad to see him healthy and, and, and really getting to play quality minutes because that's, he's, I mean, he is the engine room for that Brighton team. So. Um, it's, it's funny to see him work it. And I, I, I have to laugh though. Liverpool pundits after the game, you know, they immediately go to overreaction, uh, Monday 
or well, in this case, overreaction Sunday since the game was on Saturday. And uh, it's, it's, wait, did we let go of Alana too soon? Should we bring back out of Alana? Like, no, let's, whoa, pump the brakes. Let's, let's calm down here, guys. It is not that time yet. There's no emergency red button moment. He is gone. Let him happen. Let him, let him have his time. He is, it is okay. We can accept it. I mean, at least Liverpool didn't overreact because obviously Tottenham ends up freaking firing Nuno Espiritu Santo, which is crazy to think that old Gunner was the guy that got Nuno Espiritu Santo fired, yet still manages to stay and keep his job. How? Um, I don't know. Uh, how is... Can, look, how does Ole Gunner still have a job? Like, like, I love... First of all, let me just say, you, you, guys, you guys talked about your merch store. Shameless plug for your merch store, by the way. The in, 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 in Ole We Trust. Uh, I almost bought that shirt after Liverpool just demolished Man United uh, just because I was like, this is so perfect. I, I'm going to get it before he gets fired because it's just a matter of time now. No, he somehow gets Tottenham's manager fired. Like, how? What? <laughs> you have a team that has Cristiano Ronaldo and you got beat 5 0 and, and you somehow have a job? What? Come on now. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just crazy the thing, man. But if you're on the other side of Manchester, you're definitely not happy because you end up losing the Crystal Palace two to nothing. Uh, and what was one, honestly, one of the, you know what? Is, is it really an upset? Crystal Palace has looked surprisingly great this season. They're I'll, ranked 13. They're, 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 they're currently 13th in the standing. So yes, it is, it is 100% an upset. <laughs> I don't, I don't think Crystal Palace, I mean, yeah. Okay. Crystal Palace is going to be Crystal Palace. They're a mid table team. But, I mean, they've actually looked a lot better from what I imagine. I think that's just a testament to Patrick Vieira. Uh, maybe that's where my bias okay. is, at, is, you know, obviously my former former gunner over there. Um, they are incredibly competitive under Vieira. Um, and that's, I mean, like they brought in talent. They brought in Gallagher from Chelsea, who has been fantastic. And I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit more later. But uh, And then uh, we, Wilfred Zaha. I mean, let's not, not forget Wilfred Zaha, who has talked about leaving for greener pastures. Gets Patrick Vieira in, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, maybe I have my own green pasture here to just dominate on." Let me let me rethink this whole thing. And, and instead of leaving, he's still there. And man, he is still good. He is still scoring goals like crazy. And and, and once again, it's this is Manchester City played like Manchester City. I mean, they had sixty eight percent percent of the possession in this game. They outshot Crystal Palace fourteen to eight. But at the end of it all, you you don't get a single goal to show for it. And the only thing worth a no for Manchester City was a red card at the um, at the end of stoppage time in the first half. Um, for Laporte. by the way, uh, Wilfred Zaha drew that red card from Laporte. Uh, fun fact. So, so Wilfred Zaha, bravo, sir. So yeah, it's, it's definitely you know this is, this isn't what you want for Manchester, especially what you got coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll get to that, but what they got coming up this weekend, this isn't where you, where you want to be, but obviously with Pep, you always obviously always have to know that you're always in the games. But yeah, not not the great game that you expect from Manchester City, especially against a team like Crystal Palace. You would imagine them to to be the one on the other end of a 2-0, a 2-0 victory, not not on the losing end. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, any give any given weekend. Any given Sunday, happen. right? It can happen, and uh, I bet a lot of people were kind of wishing they could have bet on Crystal Palace right now because I'm sure, I'm sure the money line would have been pretty nice on this one. Oh man, I I I wish, man, I wish. Uh, I live in Ohio now, so it's like they can't even, can't even get in my sports book anymore. When I was in Iowa, I dropped bets on soccer matches every single week because they were so. There's always that one. You know, there's always that one match every weekend. You're just like, 
man, this one has the feeling of an upset and it's like a 450 odds. And you're just like, yeah, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a couple hundred dollars off of a $20 bet. Let's do that. That works for me. Basically, Gaddafi versus any other Real Madrid or Barcelona is probably a good bet for you. <laughs> uh, good, yeah, uh, or, uh, oh man, um, Osasuna, yeah. I believe, against Barcelona. Anytime Osasuna plays Barcelona, that's going to be a 1-1 game. I'm sure, I'm sure Rayo Vallecano would have been the, <laughs> been the one to pick a bet on on that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting with that one. But yeah, man, so yeah, those games are definitely worth a note. There's, there's a lot of games, but you know what? Those those two games definitely are worth the highlight because one, who doesn't like to hear the word Manchester City loss? So I mean, I'm I love those days. Those days, even if Liverpool doesn't win, which by the way they didn't, uh, it still made me feel better when I hear Man Man City loses or Man United loses or Chelsea loses. Any one of those combinations, I feel great. Especially the ones when it's like also by the way Everton lost too. It's like oh man, all right, we fine, we're fine. It's great. It's okay. I think. I think Everton. It's gonna be a while before Everton sees some greener pastures now. <laughs> hey, this is, yeah, they got they got beat by Wolves two one. So this that was a like when that coupled with the Man City loss, I was like, all right, two two draw Brighton, eighth team in the standings. Uh, it doesn't feel as bad, but it still kind of hurts. But it's not as bad. All right, I'll live with it. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Players of the week, Kelsey. Who's your player of the week? Uh, I mentioned them, uh, and that is Gallagher here from. Um, wow, my brain just shut off. Sorry. <laughs> Gallagher from Crystal Palace uh, with a goal and assist in this one. He actually had the second goal in this one, but his assist, stealing the ball off Laporte, handing it over to Wilfred Zaha for a goal there. And man, uh, coming over from che- from Chelsea, he has been absolutely fantastic all season long. Talk about Va- Patrick Vieira coming in and with these tactics that he's he's been delivering. Uh, it's been been incredible. So yeah, Connor Gallagher, man. Giving giving him my player of the week, and it was it was a toss between him and Rufus Zaha because Zaha drew the red card in the port. But if it wasn't for Gallagher stealing the ball in the port in the first half, or early in the first half, and and getting the goal, that would have been uh, yeah, that's that might have changed that 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 entire moment put Crystal Palace on the front end. And by the way, uh, Andros Townsend, I just have to shout this out because he's been playing incredible for Crystal Palace. Where when did he come back again? I knew he was a man Man United guy disappeared forever, and now he's like. I'm rocking the number 10 for Crystal Palace. Playing pretty good for Vieira. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, it's kind of the trend now, everything. man. Whenever you're a, a, a top five a Premier League uh, reject, you just go somewhere else. Wilfred Zaha yes. is one of those guys. So, I mean, yeah, you know, but it's crazy. But yeah, so Connor Gallagher, I mean, on leading the team of misfits, if you will, at, uh, at Crystal Palace, the, the team of top five rejects who are going on to, to, Leaning it into the region or leaning into the top five teams now, it looks like. Yeah, it definitely seems like that to be. Um, but yeah, Connor Gallagher, I mean, you know, definitely was the catalyst for this game against Manchester City, which is it's it, once again, you know, Chris Palace beat Manchester City two to nothing. Yeah, let's not get let's just keep can we talk about this a little more? Just uh, Man City lost to Crystal Palace two to nothing, <laughs> yeah, led by a combination of a Chelsea guy and a Man United cast off. All right. Where did Arsenal, with a Arsenal, former Arsenal player at manager? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. Except he's not a reject. But I mean, no, God, no. He is. Uh, he is the embodiment of Zeus himself for Arsenal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Talk about the, the the glory years of Arsenal. There, I still remember him getting his jersey ripped off in the corner while holding off somebody, and he's just like, eh, whatever. 
turns and then just launches a ball 40 yards across the field. And it's like, that's different. That man is just, just different. That's, that's what I remember from Patrick, Patrick Vieira. Maybe one day, maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day that, that I get to see, I get to enjoy that again. I mean, it's on YouTube. You can go watch it there. Well, yeah, there's that. But I actually get to enjoy something else as a Real Madrid fan. And that is my player of the week, which is Vinicius Jr., who's finally living up to what we all were hoping for. I, I was tired of getting trolled by everybody. Of, Where's Vinicius? When's Vinicius going to come out? Oh, look, another young player that, that doesn't, didn't work out for Real Madrid. You remember Odegaard? <laughs> you know, all that. But it doesn't matter because Vinicius scores two goals in Real Madrid's two to one win against Elche. I don't care that it's Elche, but Vinicius is just playing everybody. I mean, even though in the El Clasico, when it was an offside call, the fact that Vinicius was just making Ter Stegen look like a fool in that offside call, it's just, it, 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 it's just more and more makes me excited to see Vinicius. And, and I, at some point, I mean, I know you have Asensio, but at some point, I want to see him and Rodrigo be the guys at the wings. And, and um, well, I don't know if Benzema's still going to be there. I think it, he is, but maybe an Mbappe up front one day. Who knows? That's going to be one of the scariest front threes I've ever seen in my life. Reaching so hard right now. <laughs> Let me just pause you right there and just back it up. Let's, let's go back to before Mbappe. You were on the right line there. Now you and Mbappe. Now it's like, Reaching a little bit. The VMR, the VMR front three. <laughs> <laughs> you can only hope, right? I mean, Xavi's coming. So <laughs> this is like the Game of Thrones, like winter is coming and it just happens to be Xavi. So <laughs> if, uh, by the way, now a new merchandise moment, Hector, you have to make Xavi the Night King. That has to happen. <laughs> Xavi is coming. Xavi there is you go. Coming. I just. I have just helped you sell sell more merchandise for you guys. Well, with his with his spiked up, with his with his hair gelled all spiked up like that, it's gonna be easy to give him the the crown, the ice crown. <laughs> just saying, man. I gotta you figure know, out. Barcelona make... fans everywhere would love it. You already know that. Edward probably would go ahead and buy. <laughs> That's the funny part. But yeah, but yeah, kind of going back to Vinicius though. Scores two goals. I mean, he's just. One, also, he's also keeping Hazard on the bench, but that's a bonus for me as well. So congratulations to Vinicius and Connor Gallagher for being our players of the week uh, for this edition. Um, both of them for the first time. So We need to start sending out merch for you guys as player of the weeks. Just like get their random, just send it to their club and like, hey, this is for getting player of the week. Congratulations. <laughs> and the next thing you know, in the middle of like uh, the Madrid magazine, you just see Vinicius Jr. rocking you know, Insert name the, FC's player of the week. Yeah, that would be sick. <laughs> oh, no, not, throw, not trying to not trying to throw any ideas out there, Hector. But you know, the postage might be expensive. But you know what? It might be worth it. <laughs> it just came in the mail one day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they got my address. <laughs> they just sent it to the club. And the club just gave it to me. I don't know what this is, but I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, man. So we got some games coming up this weekend. Some really good matchups. Some crazy things that are going to be coming off. Obviously, we're going to kick this off with the MLS, and it is decision day. It is on, it's all going to be on Sunday. It's just going to be a nonstop MLS action, except for the Houston Dynamo. They're done. But, uh, yeah, it's an uneven, uneven, uneven league right now. Um, but yeah, so Houston Dynamo will not be on decision day, but that's okay. They're already Yay. been eliminated. So it's, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not hurt by it. I mean, Pat Onsen just became the general manager for the Dynamo, which I'm extremely happy. This is the guy I wanted to be the general manager. 
hopefully this means that uh you know uh Ted Siegel is gonna go ahead and open up the checkbook so Dynamo can finally be competitive. Maybe. I mean he's a new owner. It's the new owner. It's still a dynamo. They the like at the end of the day, it's still it's like it, it's like when you, you see a corporation that's running as an LCO, a low cost operating company, and then they just like even though they get new management in and try to fix everything, they're like, Yeah, we'll do everything. Okay, well we need more money. We'll do everything else. But not that. Sounds like sounds like working at Target. <laughs> exactly. LCOs, man. LCOs. All right. But yeah, so there is some I mean, decision date, you should probably just keep your eye on decision date just overall, but some matchups to be uh, following is Sporting Kansas City versus Real Salt Lake. I'm just going to keep mentioning Sporting KC just because of the fact that you had a goalkeeper drop the rock bottom on Christian Roldan. So that's just going to be the, the constant thing to, for them. But obviously, Real Salt Lake going to be fighting for a playoff spot. So they're going to have to overcome Sporting Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City is well comfortable in a playoff position. But obviously, Real Salt Lake has more up at stake at this point. And on the other side, you have Toronto FC and DC United. Two teams also kind of fighting for a playoff position, more specifically DC United, but Toronto FC could be playing spoiler on that game. Yeah, that'll be an exciting one. DC United, look, DC United and Red Bulls have a chance actually to jump Atlanta United. And if Atlanta's not careful, they also might see themselves on the outside. So they play actually at home against Cincinnati. And that's a game that, uh, you know, is going to be interesting to watch too. Cincinnati, obviously, literally no chance to get in the playoffs whatsoever. But if they're not, if they're not careful, if they're you know on their on their horse, Atlanta might get themselves out of a playoff spot by just taking Cincinnati too lightly. So that'll be one to watch. Uh, at least Atlanta needs to come at least away with a draw to guarantee positioning over DC United and Columbus. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, MLS keep an eye on it. it's decision day. MLS Cup is going to be coming pretty soon, so get ready for that. And the NWSL. I mean, it's the playoffs, the NWSL playoffs. You're going to have Washington Spirit take on North Carolina Courage to kick things off, and you're going to have Gotham FC going up against the Chicago Red Stars. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this one. Look, you got O.L. Reign, you know, and Reign with the bye and important thorns with the bye, obviously, to the two best teams right now. But Gotham FC, first of all, let me just start with this. Obviously, Carly Lloyd effect, but the jerseys and the name, like Gotham FC, fantastic. The nerd inside of me was like, Gotham? Batman? And then I saw the jerseys and I'm like, oh, these are even better. This is better than anything I can imagine. And then on top of it, the product they're putting on the field is fantastic. So, uh, yeah. That's going to be a fun game with the Red Stars. Um, Washington Spirit, though, North Carolina Courage. That is... I don't know if there's going to be enough goals being able to be scored in that one. I, you might you, That one might actually go to extra time. That'd be an interesting one to watch. See what happens is 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 it going to be Dabina in North Carolina Courage or is it going to be is it going to be Trinity Rodman over at Washington Spirit? Yeah, be fun to watch. I can't wait. I mean, dude, NWS playoff time period in every sport is great, but NWSL playoffs they're fantastic. Exactly, um, Liga IMX man. So kick things off. America versus Monterrey. Um, you, hey, anytime you get like the big teams in Mexico taking on each other, it's always going to be good. Um, for There's going to be at least seven fights. Over under on, on that one is seven fights. It's it's always a good bet in the stands. In the stands. In the stands. And then on the other game, it's Pumas versus Cruz Azul. Once again, it's just the big names. I know, but you know what? They're kind of going near the end of their season as well for the for the Apertura or the opening season, um, as they're going to get ready for their playoffs as well. So, you're, you're, me and I we're going to be pretty busy with Liga MX and MLS, but because <laughs> especially with 
their playoffs both being around the same time. Um, so it's going to be definitely, uh, it's the drama is going to be building up in Liga MX. So you definitely want to watch it's a, I think, I think Liga MX is such an underrated league, especially in North America. Um, it's one, it's not ridiculously unreasonable to be, you know, have to wake up early to watch them. Yeah. Just, Honestly, you, you need to take a nap during the middle of the day to be able to watch all the night, all the night games. Exactly. And it's all the good ones that are at night. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, I, I, yeah, I love Liga MX because they are that weird time. Like, I say weird time. So on the East Coast for me, it's a weird time. It's like 8.30 p.m. is the first game. And then the second one is like 10.30 p.m. And it's like, oh, it's perfect. I mean, you just literally, like, you're, you're not watching any other sport. There's no excuse to miss these. And by the way, I do believe they're still aired on ESPN every week, every night. And then I, on top of that, BN Sports also carries them. Um, if you have a Roku, you have Roku, then BN Sports is included on your Roku. So uh, you can see all the games. Like, there's no excuse to miss any of these. Exactly. And then going into Europe in League Un, we have Bordeaux versus PSG. Messi at some point's got to score his first League Un goal. That's the only reason why I got this game in here. Yeah, look, give it time. Give it time, and you know it's like uh, like Novocaine. Eventually, it'll work, right? Yep. But so, yeah. The old old football statement going into soccer. I'm going to make it work in, in this one. Yeah, and on uh, the other side, Stadler Rennes, who looks amazing so far this season. Taking on Leon, who's finally found some form. Can Leon go up against Stade Rennes? Kind of Stade Rennes is looking like Lil from last season. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they, like Lil has is, is not been as great as they were last year. But, you know, I say that and they're still, what, 12th? But yeah, right now, Rennes is 11 or is fifth in the, in, in the standings. And phew, uh, that's not a team I want to match up with either. I mean, geez. And you got to imagine, Kamavinga is not there anymore. So. <laughs> So that is even crazier. So yeah, Liga Un, crazy, always good action in Liga Un. So make sure you guys keep your eyes out on that. In the Bundesliga, and I can't believe this team has actually looked pretty good as well, and that is Freiburg taking on Bayern Munich. I mean, it's probably going to end there. But I mean, <laughs> any team, like, you saw how no they were No faith whatsoever in the third-ranked team in, 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 in the Bundesliga. I mean, did you, you just see how much they hyped Bayern Leverkusen versus Bayern Munich and Bayern Munich just steamrolled them? Yeah, but okay, but the difference is now there's actual a difference here, and that is that goals allowed situation for Freiburg. Their defense is fantastic right now. Their goal scoring, well, that leaves some some desired effects there. But they do have a plus ten goal differential, which is third best right now in the Bundesliga. And you know they do have twenty two points on the season, which is only five points behind Bayern. Just saying, if they can pull out a win and Dortmund ties or loses. SC Freiburg might be tying on top of the Bundesliga at, at the end of the day. All right, then. How, how crazy could that be? Very crazy. I mean, there needs to be some drama in the Bundesliga, at least for the top spot. There's always drama for like third, you know, second, third, and fourth. But we need at least drama. through 32 weeks until Bayern Munich wraps it up in the 32nd week every every time. Exactly. But speaking of those second, third, and fourth spots, you got RB Leipzig taking on Borussia Dortmund. Um, I think it's going to, you know, Jesse March. Finally, listen to his players, and they want they want them to play a certain way. And Jesse March finally worked with them, and go figure, they're winning games now. So, can they can they continue their form against Borussia Dortmund and Erling Haaland, um, who I is I believe is still going to be without Gio Reyna, um, but seems like Borussia Dortmund is still doing their thing. Yeah, hey, Dortmund coming off a loss, and you got RB Leipzig unbeaten in the last five. Jesse March that that conversation with the players. They always talk about players only meetings and then like players meetings with coaches never go well. I, I, I disagree. They under the right energy, like with the right energy involved, 
this is the results that can happen. You can go unbeaten in your last five, including three wins. I mean, this is uh, RB Leipzig is is a top table team for sure. Them sitting at eighth is almost criminal. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they pull an over on Dortmund here. Yeah, I mean, everyone's not gonna like that, but yeah, yeah. And- sorry, Edward, <laughs> you're still doing backflips about Ronald Koeman being being fired, so it'll be okay. In the Serie A, we have Juventus taking on Fiorentina, who Fiorentina looks pretty good, <laughs> and Juventus yeah, doesn't. <laughs> yeah, is this uh, is this the early two thousands all over again with Fiorentina being good uh, before they got busted in the uh, the point shaving scandal? But yeah, this is man. Uh, that I don't even honestly what. Napoli's leading Serie A. Like, if you told me at the beginning of the season, Napoli would be in first, Fiorentina would be in seventh, and Verona is a top 10 team in Serie A right now, I'd laugh at you. Like, there's no way that's possible, but lo and behold, here we are. That's what's happening. But yeah, so that's going to be an interesting matchup. Can't Juventus get back on track? Because um, they need some form, man. They need some form. And the other game, it's the Milan Derby. It's AC Milan taking on Inter Milan. Both teams have looked are coming off of big wins for themselves. Inter Milan, they lost they lost Conte, they lost uh, they lost Lukaku, they lost well essentially they lost Erickson. and they still look good. I mean, you know, go figure. Lautaro Martinez is is still that guy for them. Um, they've still been finding ways to win these games, and then AC Milan, um, Zlatan scored a goal, so. You know, you got you want to keep an eye out on him, but I mean, this young group of players are there's more and more just finding their form and finding their ways to 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 win matches. Yeah. By the way, uh, Zlatan, did you see his comments uh, after uh, in the, in his last interview talking oh, about how when he's going to finish playing? They asked him like, "When are you actually going to be done?" He's like, oh, "I don't want to stop playing until they kick me out." So <laughs> who knows where if, if he finishes his career at Milan, or maybe they just finally are like, "Yeah, we don't want you here anymore." Who knows where this man's going to end his career at? Like he's probably going to play until he's 60. Yeah, this way he'll probably end up making his return to Malmo. <laughs> hey, Malmo, I, the Chinese league might get might get Zlatan finally. And who knows? Maybe Australia gets Zlatan. Maybe, maybe, Austra- maybe that's what brings up the A-League up in Australia is they get Zlatan in the, in the A-League and he just goes and has fun. That, that'll be the route to go for him at that point. But yeah, obviously the, the Milan Derby is finally back. We saw the drama from last season. It's going to continue. Uh, it's just great to see these two teams back in in top at the top of of of, of Syria. So, it, you know, kind of talking about how like we're we're getting a flashback to back in the day. I mean, AC Milan, Inter Milan, looking to be the standards of the league. Yeah, well, you know, hey, thankfully, let's let's see if it'll actually happen. But yeah, you, I mean, you mentioned Juventus, Juventus, uh, ninth in the ninth in the standings. I didn't realize they were that bad. I thought they were like six. No, ninth in the standings. It's not good, not good at all for Juve. So. It really is looking like the old mid two thousands, like two thousand six, two thousand seven, where Juve was getting their start back up, and then everybody else is like, "Yeah, we'll take over. It's okay." Meanwhile, Pirlo and Gattuso are like flipping with 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 every team. Yep, <laughs> yeah, just like just like the mid two thousands, exactly like the mid two thousands. And then going into La Liga, we have Real Madrid taking on the guys that got Ronald Coleman fired, Rio Vallecano. So. <laughs> Watch out, Real Madrid. You never know. Might see another firing this week. And it's not going to be old Gunner. Yeah. <laughs> Ole Gunner just stays immune. Of, of the Super League teams, the only one remaining is, is Ole Gunner that get, doesn't get fired this year and, and Jurgen Klopp. Who would have thought that that could be the case? <laughs> no one saw that coming. 
And then <laughs> it, it, uh, also, Raul Betis taking on Sevilla. Raul Betis has looked really good. I don't know why, but they are. Where did they come from? Uh, did I did I miss something where Betis was all of a sudden like a hotbed for you know La Liga soccer? Like, did I miss something there? Maybe maybe the loans that they've gotten lately. I mean, they did get Bellerin. Um, I mean, that's a defensive piece, but still helps out with the attack. I mean, you know, or or maybe Andres Guardado just found his young self again. Yeah, that's kind of, uh, the eighteen year old Andres Guardado, or like the sixteen year old Andres Guardado that got him signed over. Because, uh, I don't know if that's possible anymore, but maybe. I'm still shocked in this La Liga. Osa, like Real, was, I, I joked about Osasuna earlier. Obviously, they're top seven in the league right now, and Real Sociedad topping the La Liga. Do you want to talk, Hector, as a La Liga fan, do you want to talk about it for a moment? Hey, this is why I say La Liga is very competitive. <laughs> this is, you know, don't, I mean, eventually it's going to end with Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, and Barcelona up top, but there's, there's competition in it. Uh, well, uh, Barcelona has a ways to go to get there. We'll start there, but yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's because it's, it's competitive. It's not because maybe they're, they're bad right now. Either a little little column A, a little bit of column B, um, but yeah. So I mean, some interesting games in La Liga in the English Premier League. This is where we wrap wrap things up for the game uh, for the games that are coming up this weekend. We have the Manchester Derby, Manchester United versus Manchester City. Obviously, we have another singing bet on the line as Edward again has to take on, has to put himself on the line as he takes on Spencer uh, again because <laughs> obviously. Uh, you know, he lost the first bet, which was Atletico Madrid versus Barcelona. Then he lost El Clasico. And now we're in the Manchester Derby. Maybe. Could this be Ed, the game that Old Gunner gets fired? Probably Edward not. Might need to, yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> he, they could lose, honestly, let's be honest. They could lose this game 7 nothing, and I don't think Ole Gunner gets fired at this point in time. I think he's he's there until the end of the season, at the very least. But Edward might have to take a page out of my book when it comes to my favorite teams. Just stop betting. Just just, just no longer become like bet on your team. Bet on some other team. Bet on Chelsea or, or Burnley or something like in in a game versus Man City. Like I don't know, I, man. He might have to stop doing backflips to just break out three songs real fast. Yeah, he, he's got some songs to work on already. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes for him. Maybe, maybe things turn around. Maybe we finally get uh, get Spencer to 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 grace us with his singing. Look, last time I heard Spencer sing, it was a, uh, it was a Rick roll into my episode, so it was fantastic. So yeah, and with the the list of requests that we got, there there's some obviously you guys heard me sing Journey. Um, Edward's got some very interesting song choices uh, coming up, so be excited for when when those come when those get dropped into one of our atros. But um, yeah, and we haven't even scratched the surface as as some of these songs because y'all gave us some songs. Hey, we we did our best. You asked, and I and I made sure I gave some some doozies of a song, some song choices. I, I even made, I even threw some like some easy golden oldies in there for you guys. But yeah, uh, I I, some, you you, some you were very there. you were very kind. Someone someone did drop a uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's gonna be hell for whoever ends up getting that one. <laughs> the only thing where did nobody nobody gave you Freebird, did they? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, you're good then. Or uh, Five Finger Death Punch. That could be a worse one. <laughs> That would be funny. fire in the flames. That would be funny to have Spencer sing that one. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's that's it. That's the one. But yeah. So I mean, it's it's going to be the luck of the draw when it comes to those. But 
but yeah, man. So, oh, and then the uh, well, I feel like a dick. <laughs> I forgot about the, the the last game that's on the, for the English Premier League, and that is West Ham United going up against Liverpool. No, West Ham United, to... what the hell are they doing? <laughs> you don't have to bring this one up because I'm afraid this is going to be another loss. Like, geez, this is you talk about it. West Ham fourth right now in the Premier League, man. I... That is not a team you want to face. Again, feels like the mid-2000s with West Ham and Aston Villa and all these other teams that just like don't make sense that are just sitting here being competitive. It's like, stop it, guys. I don't... Obviously, I mentioned Aston Villa. They're, they're excluded from this. Replace Aston Villa with Brighton, as we talked about earlier, and Wolves. <laughs> and West Ham, man, it's just... That's not a team you want to match up with right now. Four out of the last five unbeaten. Uh, or win, winning four out of the last five, losing the other, the other one. I mean... Goodness. Yeah, they're they're forever blowing bubbles, man. But yeah. yeah, so those are the games coming up this weekend. Shout out to Green Street Hooligans. But obviously that's that's their song is forever blowing bubbles. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Green Street Hooligans, great movie. Absolutely. But, hey, what, talk about you know, that's actually a good lead into uh your your three of three downs, by the way. Yep. As speaking as that, as we're gonna go ahead and take another break, you guys are gonna hear another ad. And then we'll go ahead and wrap this show up with three up, three down. And obviously the topic is TV slash movie remakes. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we, we are, are Insert Name FC. FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on UnhingedSN.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern time. We will see, see you there. And we're back. All right. Three up, three down. And today's topic is... TVs and movie remakes. So obviously, you know, we have movies that base off of a TV show, and then they also have TV shows that are based off a movie, which I still think is stupid as hell. But, but that, but that's the world we live in now, because um, no one's original anymore. <laughs> Nobody. No. no. <laughs> but no. yeah, so, so that's where we're at right now, and we're gonna go ahead and start things off with Spencer, and his number three is Red Dawn. The newer one was I, but the acting and bad effects overshadowed the possibilities. Plus, there was that whole misstep with North Korea. Yeah, like, that was a... <laughs> like, the original one was about Russia invading... Uh, invading. Um, actually, well, th- there was the original one was Australian, and that was Russia invading Australia, and then there was an American remake with the Russian invading America, and then there was the remake remake with Chris Hemsworth that was North Korea. And yeah, that was like immediate, like whoop, 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 red flag. Like should have done that one, guys. I'm surprised Kim Jong Un wasn't make, wasn't saying bond threats on that one. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as the interviewer. <laughs> but yeah, and then number two is the day the Earth stood still. Come on, Keanu. And he has uh, clown emojis. So yes, I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is one of those movies in Keanu's uh, repertoire that you're like, half of them are great, half of them are. What are you doing there, guy? And this is uh, the uh, the what are you doing there, guy? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely agree with that one. And number one is Flatliners. The original was was Beast growing up as a kid, but the 2017 remake was a what the fuck in comparison to the original. Please check the original from 1990 with Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland, and Julia Roberts and cast. Yeah. First of all, looking back at that cast, uh, the the original version, fantastic castings, all of them, uh, superstar cast. 
Yeah, the new one. I I made it five minutes through the new movie before I just turned it off and walked out of the room. I was like, no, I'm good. This is stupid. Like, it already lost me within the first five minutes. All right, Kelsey, you can go ahead and start it out with your three down. All right, so my three down, uh, I'm going to start with the new Mummy, the 2017 Mummy, where they tried to bring in this whole universe thing. Uh, where, where, yeah, it was uh, Warner Brothers Universe or whatever they, they want to call it. The Darkverse or whatever, Horrorverse. I don't know. It was an awful movie. Don't ruin the first. The, the first Mummy was really good. Like, kind of corny, but still really good. The new one was just, you tried too hard to reinvent the wheel when the wheel was already existing. It was just, just no, no need. Uh, number two is the remake of one of my favorite childhood shows, and that was DuckTales. They remade DuckTales, and it looks awful. The voice actors are not as good, and it is way more childish and less fun than the original DuckTales. Like, they used to get up to some crazy stuff in the original DuckTales. The new ones, it's like, I'm like watching a kindergarten show again. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm not, I, I can't be a grown man watching this version of DuckTales. I can go back to the old version of DuckTales and watch that. I can't watch this one, though. But number one, uh, and this one is actually the reverse of The Day of the Earth Stood Still with Keanu WTF. Uh, this is Point Break, where Keanu in the first Point Break was fantastic. The new Point Break, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but it is way too much, way too CGI. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that one. That was pretty bad. No, I totally agree with that one. That was... I think Point Break was one of those, like, just just let it stand for what yeah. Point Break was. It was it, For that moment, for that era, it was what it was. And then you try to... Re- sometimes there's no need to make a, remake a movie. No, no, like, I don't need to see bigger, better crazier stunts like the first one was fantastic with what it was i love the first johnny utah this johnny utah he looked more like i'm not gonna say what he looks like uh this is a, this is a kid-friendly show i'm not gonna bring <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how kid-friendly but all right <laughs> i could have gone dark there could have gone dark all right <laughs> well glad you didn't um all right man so for me number to start things off with number three i have um and I know some people like the series, but I I was very like, why are we? Do, why is there even a TV show on this? And that is Shooter. Um, I I know the plot. I know what happens. <laughs> so why do I need to watch a series of what happened when I'm fine watching Mark Wahlberg instead of the guy from Cruel Intentions? So, you know, as a fan of the TV show, I uh, I understand it though. I get it. Like. The TV show, honestly, it took a while to, to, to catch me, but there was a couple of things in the TV show that are just like, oh, okay. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. And whereas the movie, I felt like the movie, there could have been more to the movie sometimes. Okay. Um, like, like the Mark Wahlberg, I just wanted a little bit more, a little bit more. Okay. I can, I can get that. I, I can, I can, I can get that. But yeah, so that's just, that's just a personal preference for me. Totally but, get it. Uh, number two, um, the, when they, Michael Bay decided to take on the Ninja Turtles, that that uh, how did I forget that? Oh man, <laughs> that's when I was like, you know what? I wish I had a, I still had a, v, a VCR so I could just watch, you know, uh, the, the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one and two. Three's okay. I mean, I it can, it was a three the three VHS pack. So I mean, it's funny. Wait, was the three one that returned to to, to Japan? When yeah, they go back in time. Yeah, that was still pretty funny. Uh, still, still, good. still better than Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, so 
Um, I didn't watch the second one because I was like, I don't need to watch that. I don't need to see Seamus as a... <laughs> I just don't need to see Seamus. <laughs> I, I did. I watched it. I regret it still. It's like watching Goal 3. It's actually just like watching Goal 3. <laughs> I can totally get that one <laughs> for sure. Um, and yeah, so that's my number two. And then number one, um, I don't know why they thought this was a good idea, but Rush Hour, the TV series. Oh, that was terrible. That was all. Yeah. Why is there a Rush Hour TV series? I don't know. They could they could have put all that energy into a Rush Hour 4. I mean, I'm, I don't think anybody's asking for Rush Hour 4. I don't think we should see a Rush Hour 4, but I'd rather watch that than Rush Hour, the TV series. Yeah, that was bad. That goes in there with the Fast and the Furious TV franchise as well. Like, mm-mm. Missed the mark with that one, especially since it's animated and for kids. It's like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I, like, I'm sorry. The last I checked, the like Fast and Furious was not like it's about family, but I don't think it's about that kind of family. Like, let's let's pump the brakes on the kids friendly. Um, yeah, stealing of cars. Literally, there's a mass murder in the first first show, like first movie. Like in the show, you can't do things like that. Yikes. All right, man. So, all right. Starting off with Spencer is three up. Number three, Aladdin with Will Smith. Only because of CGI improvements. Yes. I will say, um, I did like the whole, you know, women empowerment for Aladdin. I, that, I'll, I'll just say that. I think it's cool. Especially, I guess now that I'm an uncle to nieces, you know, having them see a positive, you know, some positive female, uh, you know, showing in, in, these show, in these movies now. It's like, yeah, you don't have to be a damsel distressed, you know, like girl boss. So you don't have to dance your way through a through an entire movie to be powerful. You don't have to kiss Jafar. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, actually, I, I, yeah, I, I did like the 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 new Aladdin, the live action Aladdin, just because it was different. I I don't get me wrong, I love the the old school Robin Williams one, but give me Will Smith any day of the week. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, number two, King Kong classic. That'll take three hours of your life when you're watching it. Yeah, that's. It's accurate. I don't think I've ever turned away watching King Kong. It'll be any part of the movie when I turn it on, and I'll just like, oh, okay. We're here. Yeah, so. And then number one, Justice League, Snyder's cut, bruh, RIP to his son, which caused him to step away filming in 2017, but he more than made up for the 2021 remake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that one needs no more words. That is a perfect number one. Yeah, so. I wish I had created a number one as good as that. I love Spencer's extra added commentary. That's always the best part of of Spencer's (laughs) three ups, three downs. All right. So number three for me, I'm going to go Battlestar Galactica, the TV series. The the remake of Battlestar Galactica was a lot better. The first one, I could never get through the first couple episodes of the original version. And I actually made it through the first season of the remake. So that automatically wins. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, obviously a vast improvement. Um, number two, I'm going to go Batman the Animated Series. Anybody remember some of the Batman movies from uh, Batman TV shows from the early early 90s that were all really rough? And then there was just the one that had the same characters, same acting, Tim Conroy as the voice of Batman. And that's, to me, I still think that's the quintessential Batman right now. Like I still hear his voice and I'm just like, oh, yes, perfect. Uh, the introduction of Harley Quinn in that series, like that series, everything you wanted from a Batman series was re- recreated into that series, and it was and, and also never forget Mark Hamill as, as yeah, the Joker. Yeah. yeah, Mark Hamill as the Joker. That oh, that laugh. Ugh, yeah, you can make me nostalgic. Number one is 
possibly one of the best remakes I think I could ever imagine, and that is Scarface. The first one was awful. Awful, awful, awful. And then here comes Al Pacino and all the cocaine slash flour in the world on the tables. And all of a sudden, who who knew? All you needed was Al Pacino on coke to have a great Scarface movie. Turns out they, they came up with a great, the great plan, and that was one of the best, I still think, one of the best remakes out there for sure. Yeah, that's my three. Yeah, man. Dang it. All right. So, did I take yours? Did I take yours? I mean, it's not like this is a a, a, a snake draft. I mean, we, could, we all we can all have the same ones, but uh, but yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, for me, number three, um, and, and I'm probably this is probably like my Becky G bias comes into play for this one, but I did like the 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 new Power Rangers. I did actually like it. I did find it entertaining. Um, in some sense, yes, the Becky G bias does come into play, but I actually did find it entertaining. Uh, I, it's an honorable mention for me because I love what they did with the uh, the Blue Ranger being autistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, that was fantastic. Um, the Red Ranger wasn't a perfect pretty boy. That was pretty cool. Uh, Becky G, obviously, 10 out of 10. Then, yeah, Becky G, 10 out of 10. Oh, and also, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Banks. Fantastic Rita. That was mm-hmm. really incredible. And, and great is low-key, like very subtle cameo of of Jason David Frank, who's actually a local local Houstonian, uh, but, and obviously our, everybody's first crush, our first Kimberly. So yeah, yeah, that was the greatest. Like, oh hey, let's take a picture of this. <laughs> so great cameos, um, but yeah, I, I actually did enjoy the the new Power Rangers. So I did, and I did like that line where he's like, where he's like, hey, look, I'm black, and he's like, what? <laughs> no, you're not. No, I'm, I'm black. No, you're not. <laughs> so I was like, okay, um, and it was pretty cool to see Billy becoming the first, uh, the first one to turn into a Power Ranger. So, uh, yeah, so that was a pretty cool one. Spoiler: If that movie's been out for, for, for I don't know, yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, it's on Hulu. It's it's on Hulu <laughs> for free. Uh, you just have to sit through the commercials. You'll be fine. You can watch it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so that is uh, my my number three. My number two. Um, I'll honestly say, uh, even though it's kind of like a, a darker tone, but I do like Riverdale. Um, okay, yeah, I, I I do actually enjoy it. You know, obviously it's Archie. If if no one knows no noticed that, but it's Archie. If you could, if you didn't catch the, the fact it's Archie, we have a problem, people. Uh, but no, yeah, I think that's a fantastic one actually too. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, a little bit a darker tone, but I I, I actually do enjoy it. Uh, I a think little more, a little more sexualized than yeah, than Archie. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a different spin to it. But obviously, I think just because I grew up, so it's like one of those things where it, it's like I don't feel as bad watching a cartoon. Like you know? yeah, yeah. So, no, actually, so I, I love. Look, I, I, I'm I'll, guilty admission. I watch the uh, the Riverdale franchise still to this day. So yeah, um, and then uh, number one. And Kelsey kind of said it. It's Scarface. Everybody knows I like Scarface. I, and, and it's 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 a very clear thing. One of my dreams when I was a kid was to have a white sectional. That's not ever going to happen because I have Robo. Um, but hey, you know, podcasting will eventually give you a white sectional. Once again, I have Robo, so that's gonna that's gonna just be stained and never to be clean, never to be not clean. Maybe you can get somebody to clean it on a regular basis. That's just gonna be ironic for me. My mom is a maid. <laughs> so. It's all about the the circle of life. It's the circle of life, Hector. Would it be fair if I get like a white lady to clean? <laughs> yes, I I would actually be disappointed if you did not do that. 
Well, that'll do us for us today, guys. We just got canceled <laughs> off of every major network. <laughs> All right. So, so that's our three, three down. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. You guys can go ahead and check out all the great articles that they write. Shout out to James Kim, you know, obviously uh, uh, the soccer writer for Belly Up. But yeah, check them out. Uh, www.bellyupsports.com. You can see all the articles that they have written, not just from James Kim, but from all the great writers that they have at Belly Up. Um, also, those show you all the great partners that Belly Up has. Um, uh, and so go ahead and check them out. Uh, shout out to the Unhinged Radio powered by Belly Up. You can follow them on Twitter at Radio Unhinged. Obviously, we drop our episodes on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. High Low Sports are on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. 2 p.m. Eastern Time. 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, <laughs> but we came on after you guys. Yeah. So you can follow follow them on Twitter at Radio Unhinged. They'll let you know when we're live. Obviously, me and Kelsey, we we share whenever we're live on Radio Unhinged anyways. But, you know, just follow them makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, also check them out at unhingedsn.airtime.pro. That's where you can just get 24 hours of just nonstop uh, Unhinged coverage. Uh, as well with the great podcast from Belly Up. So not only do you just hear the Unhinged shows, but you also hear some of the great shows that Belly Up has to offer 24-7, nonstop. Yeah, it's good. Let's be honest, a vast improvement in total quality of our shows uh, since the since the uh, the belly up merger uh, on the radio. I gotta say, our our total quality has vastly improved. And and uh, look, we we love every every part of it since the the merger. I mean, this has been absolutely a fantastic merger for both of us. Exactly. Um, we want to give a shout out personally to Alejandra Gomez and her company Ang Graphics. They created the insert name FC logo. Everyone loves our logo. Everyone finds our logo ironically funny, which is kind of the whole point of the, the, the logo. Um, it's a basic soccer logo. It's a basic insert name FC. So <laughs> it would look great in an MLS jersey. Yeah. Um, Hector gave me possi- that advice on the, on the logo once. Possibly a jersey. Uh, <laughs> possibly a jersey coming out because, because, uh, but I don't know if we're going to sell them, but we're going to be making, because, uh, well, the indoor soccer team that me and Edward play at, uh, they actually are planning to change the team name and they're, they actually said that they want to change it to insert name FC. So we're like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So, <laughs> so we're officially now an indoor soccer team. Uh oh. Uh oh. And so it begins the global takeover of insert name FC has begun. So, so we'll see that. But yeah, obviously all that couldn't have happened. If it wasn't for Alejandra. So you can follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. This is the moment where Edward usually says, "I love you, Alejandra," um, but I'll go ahead. It and wouldn't say it. have the same effect coming from me, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take Edward's thunder, and I'm not gonna say it just because I, I just don't want to make it awkward. But yeah, uh, we love Alejandra very much, so thank you for for creating the logo. And make sure you guys check her out. And if you guys want to need a logo done, well, Alejandra is your girl. And shout out to the the guy that literally makes insert name FC insert name FC, and that's the guy that obviously does our sick intro, our outros. He's the one that has to make me and Edward sound decent in these singing bets. Keeps us from getting canceled on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, of course, our producer, Roosevelt Spencer. Yes, everybody. That Spencer's first name is Roosevelt. It took, me a while, it took me a while to realize that, that's his, that his first name was, it was not Spencer. And we were in the Marines together. Um, but yeah, so he makes all our great beats, man. I, I'm always going to tell us, especially if you're in podcasting or even YouTubing, make sure... That you have something original. Don't be trying to use, you know, the latest J. Cole song or the latest The Baby song or, you know, 
you're trying to pull a slick one and try to pull some Creed or, or I don't know, Luke Combs. I don't really know. But I mean, you, you know, you, you're taking all these people's mu- using these people's music without their permission. It's just, even if you think, oh, you know, we're this small podcast right now. We're not going to, you know, you know, we can't blow up. We're, you know, we're, we're just in the making. Hey, man, sometimes it's better just to avoid a copyright issue and just get something original. Just it's a, it's a good investment. Everybody now knows that's your podcast when they hear it. Aside from me screaming, insert name FC in the intro. It, it, it just sounds good. And why not have Spencer do it for you? He's, he's clearly great. You guys love the beats. So follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, that guy dope. Yeah, we uh, we may or may not have uh, something coming out with with Spencer here uh, here soon. Maybe the new year, um, we'll figure that timeline out. But yeah, we you know we may or may not have heated some advice. Uh, but look, I, yeah, if it, to your point about the, uh, the 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 music, if anybody doesn't know what what type of what we're talking about, just look out what happened to uh, what's her name for knocking off of uh, Paramore, um, seven point something million dollars off of her new single. Yeah, like. That's a, that's that's really what happens if you if you steal music from people. That's what you're doing. You're stealing music from artists if you don't if you don't have the licenses for it. So don't do it. Like especially in the podcast realm, don't do it. You're risking way too much if if you're in the podcast realm. Exactly. Um, and it, crazy. So obviously, for those of you who know, me and Spencer both served in the same unit together in the Marine Corps. Um, not that long ago, we just found out that our unit has been decommissioned um, as the aircraft that we used to work on is now being retired, which is the, the Harriers, um, the AVAB Harriers. So that's crazy to think, man, that, you know, this un- this squadron that we were in that, that really, I guess you can say, molded us in some way um, is no longer in existence. And it's it's, it's kind of crazy. You know, me and Spencer were talking about that, uh, you know, when we when we found out that it was decommissioned. Um, it's a kind of a bittersweet moment. Um, obviously, you know, they call, <laughs> they call it 203 the black hole. And that was because, like, once you're in there, you're never leaving. Um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy to think that that. Uh, well, obviously, rest in peace to uh, VMAT 203, uh, the Hawks. You know, it, definitely some great memories that I got to be in that in that squadron, and and even for Spencer, some great trips to Yuma, Arizona. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, if it wasn't for 203, you know, me and Spencer probably would have never met. So definitely. And a lot of great people that I got to meet my time in the Marine Corps. So definitely great. Uh, you know, RIP to 203. And and uh, thank God the Harriers finally retired. Because <laughs> me and Spencer, we were talking about it. We're like, man, I remember we we, find, we just came into Yuma and we had like four jets down <laughs> from the trip to Yuma. So, <laughs> so good times. But, you know, I'm glad, you know, no, it's not somebody's problem anymore. <laughs> It's 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 the uh, the Hall of Fame the the, the Air, Air, Air Aviation Hall of Fame's problem now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, man. Uh, thanks for listening to episode sixty one. Uh, catch us next week wherever we'll be back. Uh, now that he's fully rested and recovered from doing backflips, um, and, and we can maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if old Gunner gets fired up, maybe we have another another week of it. We're not being able to be available. So. We'll see. So who knows? But yeah, man. So uh, thanks for listening and catch us next week for episode 62.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.